He's like, this bit of wood, fine. This other bit of wood, fine. Like, do I fit this sink? Fine. He hasn't, like, everything is fine. Every builder's like, this thing's fine. <laughs> yeah? Uh, hello! Welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Ron. And I'm joined today by Nathan Prescott for the Nathan Prescott Show on Monday nights. Nathan Prescott, hello, how are you? Fuck you, that's not Nathan Prescott Show. Why don't you call it something else? That's the best name for the show. Why don't we call it uh, something else? What else can we call it? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I was trying to think of something, and I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think that this will be fine. I think uh, everyone is pimping with Prescott. That's it. Uh, congrats, everyone. Uh, to, and I'm also joined by... That was a fucking great intro, like a cold open that no one wants to ever listen to again. I'm joined by James... Don't tell me objective ring should be round, pal. Who hasn't turned his microphone on. <laughs> I muted it because I put a jumper on. Uh, objective ring should always be round every day of the week. And there are nine of them now, because it's version three of the week. Hey, hey, James, we got loads of compliments both at the weekend uh, for the 40k event and the weekend before on the objective rings. People are like, these are great. Did you make them yourself? And every time someone asked me, I said, yes, I made these. I'm awesome. And they were like, you're smart. And I was like, thank you. How thank many you. did you sign? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Run, run, <laughs> loads uh, is what I did. Anyway, hello everyone, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. It's Monday night. That means we're hanging out with Nathan and James. Dan is still not here today, even though he promised he would be. So um, that means we're the bitch. Uh, so that does mean that we will be, uh, we will be uh, getting in a guest who will be here in but twenty minutes. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, special. A special um, guest. Uh, hey, Galaneth86, thanks for subscribing. Thanks everyone for joining us on Twitch. Tony Smash, Kdred, Speckles, yes. Um, Ruskles, Mighty A. Hi, Dr. Pimp, so many great people. Asperon, uh, Aggression, thank you all for resubscribing and being here. Big love to all of you. It's also, um, just to let you guys know, uh, to let you know what the subject of today's show, we're going to be talking about the battle plans in Age of Sigmar 3 and how... Um, let me just do a YouTube clip for everyone. We'll be talking about the battle plans in Age of Sigmar 3 and how the scoring doesn't work for tournament play. There we go. That was my, uh, that was my YouTube intro, uh, which is... I don't know if you've seen people talk on YouTube, Nate. That's how they... They explain things slowly, but and they never change the timbre of their voice. It's always... The timbre of their voice? One level. All... YouTube video, basically. That's how it works, what's, I think. What's Isn't that how them? you get the most hits? It's how you get the most hits in the face for boring the piss out of me, is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, today's show, um, which I'm so very don't excited. talk like that on Pornhub, so watch that instead. <laughs> they don't talk like that on Pornhub, you're so right. Thanks, Nate. Um, they normally talk in Russian, I find. Um, uh... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> right. So that's what we're discussing today. We'll be discussing the battle plans for Age of Sigmar 3. Um, but before we do any of that, I'm obviously going to see how my uh, show hosts are. And of course, uh, we're going to thank everyone on Twitch for joining us live, everyone on the podcast. 
uh, for staying hydrated and everyone on Patreon for supporting the show. All the YouTube thugs, you can fuck off today. No, that's right. Nathan, Nathan, say something to the YouTube thugs. I can't talk in YouTube talk, so I don't know what to say. Hello, YouTube people. I couldn't do what you were doing just now. I didn't understand what you were trying to do. I have to talk in a flat voice and not talk. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> James, welcome to the show. How are you? I am very well, thanks. Oh, God. I no, don't do this. Had, Come on. Uh, busy. Oh, week God. and uh it's been all right thanks how are you <laughs> uh no come on tell me more have you been what you've been up to uh yeah i've been pretty good uh what have i been up to I have, have you played, played any games i have i've played Lucky two boss. this week two games uh i have played scaven twice uh and i've played i played miles hewitt uh, and we had a Skaven off. Nice. Uh, and I got annihilated. It was a painful experience. Uh, and then I played Nick Thompson. Uh, and he cool. used Excelsior, which is the newest city from the Kragnos book. And I used the same Skaven list. And uh, his dice rolled spectacularly uh, <laughs> and lost him the game. He had a little paddy threw some dice at me. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but still. Um, and yeah, so so two games this week. Uh, cool. Enjoying it. What did you think of the new city, Excelsior? Uh, it's really interesting. I think like it was really interesting. So that thing where you like get either plus one to hit or minus one to hit was quite interesting because his dice performs quite badly most of the time. But on that in the whole game, I think of all the ones he rolled, he got minus one to hit only twice um so i think that one was really interesting i think it was really interesting to see like a city that every time either buffs itself which is super strong in this new edition or weakens itself which is obviously a bit worse but it is quite interesting i think because if it goes down then at least you can command point buff it which is pretty cool so yeah yeah it's cool counteract it yeah James, just some quick thoughts. Um, you obviously played some Age of 3 now. Did you know about the all-out defense and all-out attack stratagems? Uh, sorry, uh, uh, command abilities. Pretty important, I heard. I, yeah, so I read some of the uh, Warhammer community articles. I'd just uh, like you to know, side note, the, the show today that I had planned was maybe to review every one of the Warhammer community articles. And I, we, it got suggested to me that maybe it was too bitchy. So uh, I didn't do that, but um, I would have thought... I think we could have had a great time doing that. I thought we would have all had fun, and we would have enjoyed it. Uh, but we didn't, so well done, I guess, to us for wanting to have less fun. Who the fuck are we nowadays? So, Nathan, have a word. <laughs> Fine. With who? Sure, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James, what were you saying? I don't know now. Uh, oh yeah, I read the I read all of the Metal Watch articles. Good. Didn't read any. Um, and I know now that um, I can also give plus one to him. You can. What's that? What is that command ability called? 
No idea. Come on. Let's train hit. ourselves. Hit, Let's train all out attack. Okay. Right. That's the one. Right. What does Rally do? Come on, let's train ourselves. Rally. Oh, Rally's my favourite. Yeah. I used that three times yesterday. Uh, Rally, I roll a load of dice and bring a load of models back. Great times. Okay, do you know what the exact ruling is for Rally? Uh, yeah, models that are slain. You roll a dice for each model that was slain. And on a six, they return to the battlefield. What range? Uh, well, oh, so it's wholly within 18 of a general or a totem. 12 of a hero or um, the unit itself from the unit commander. They all have a different name, don't they? So whatever the unit champion is. Oh, my God. You're smashing it. You are smashing it. So so if models, uh, does it is it still the same as in no. Sigma 2 when models that run away, do they count as slain? They do not. No. Nope. They no longer count as slain. Oh. They count as ran away. Which is hmm. funny because they can't rally. But the lads that are dead just get back up. Well, they're 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 tired, not dead. Like they took a flesh wound. Yeah, that's true. Like they just haven't. Well, nobody dies. They do eventually die when you like. Basically, they they're all kind of dead a little bit, like but not all the way. Inside. Like they're tired. Like while they, if there's one guy left, there's twenty nine guys like doing the like. Oh my knee. Ooh. But then as soon as that guy dies, they're like, fuck it, I'll end it all. And then they all die. <laughs> no chance. Uh, so... It was mortal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they got the pain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well done, James. Uh, James, just let's do some quick more tests. Or oh, Nathan, I'll do one on you. All out defense. What's that do? Plus one to your save. Yes, absolutely smashed it. What about, what about Unleash Hell? He, uh, me again. Yeah. Uh, if a unit finishes a charge within nine, you can have a, a blast at them. pop. <laughs> With your shooting weapons. That's how we should Add minus one to hit. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Nathan, another one for you. Redeploy. Ah, if somebody finishes a move within nine in the movement phase, you can run away D6 inches or run towards them D6 inches or run sideways D6. You get to move D6 inches. Can you run up a piece of terrain D6 inches? Sure. What does, um, does it count as a move, I wonder? Uh, a normal move? Uh, yes, I think so. It's a normal move. You can make a normal move of D6 inches. A normal move okay. so is defined. Could... So if you had enough movement, you could drop a bomb or something. Eh? Uh, if you have enough movement, max you could move would be six. No, yeah, probably it's, not. It's no, no. Unless, you, unless they were one hero, maybe. Yeah. Because they'd have, to, they'd have to be three away. So if oh, you got go within three, three, three no, because you've got to be outside yeah, of three. No, could, yeah, you've got to be outside of three. Outside. Yeah. yeah. So it's not going to work. No. No, dropping them bombs. So trying to break the game, Nathan. Um, uh, can I just and you can't you can't do it if somebody's already within three of you? Yeah, you can't. Too close. Too it's too scary. Too you close. can't unleash out when there's fellas nearby. You're too concerned about them fellas getting at you. Well, unless it's the people that charged you. No, I was thinking about the redeploy. Oh, the redeploy. You can't yeah. Read Yeah, you can't redeploy it away out of combat either. Can no. you? I'm so sorry. Okay, that's what I'm guessing. Anyway. Yeah, can't. 
thanks, by the way, to Bobbin for donating £4.69 to the show. I think the reason he does that be- is because today it's a bit of a birthday, James and Nathan. It's the uh, 469th Stream Streak Day. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that is that's... a lot of Stream Streak. Lots of numbers. Uh, uh, another question on redeploy. Sorry, just to go yeah, back. Yeah, go for it, Bossman. How can I help you? Beat, beat this dead horse dead. Yeah. Does it count for setups? Does it count? How do you mean? No. You have to, they un- have to move. They have to move. Okay. So if a unit is set up, you can't redeploy away from However, them. the carriage on boat is cast as a normal move. However, none of this is... This is all a bit like whatever at the moment. And like other than the core rules, which I don't think will change particularly much, uh, i got to say that the, the key point there is that we're getting all the FAQs on Saturday. So this Saturday will be all of the FAQs for all of the armies where there'll be load, like loads of updates. We might see sub-faction changes. might even see points changes. It's going to be a significant uh, weekend this Saturday. So loads to discuss, which is going to be very exciting. And it's also uh, my first Age of Sigmar 3 tournament, uh, which definitely should be the name of like a children's book. Uh, maybe Wildman's... Uh, maybe Gareth can get on it. Uh, like the... Uh, 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 my first Age of Sigmar 3 tor- tournament. Uh, James and Nathan are also attending said event. Are you mm. both excited? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm winning it, so I'm ready. Okay. All right. Why are you winning it? I'm just just trying to do some smack talk that you're not biting. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the wrong attitude to have. Me and Nathan are just going for fun. Nathan, what about you? Yeah, I'm excited. I was writing lists today on bits of wood at work. <laughs> so, Please tell me you actually were doing that, because that would be the best. Yeah, of course I was. Amazing. I, I just had loads of little bits of wood, and I was writing it on the floor. That was great. Do you know what my favourite bit is? That someone somewhere now has on their floor one times Brugit, <laughs> two times Shroomancer, and one day someone's going to find him like, who the hell did this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let me just get our, our final uh, special guest in um, for this. Nathan, what sort of list were you writing, or is it a secret that we're not allowed to say? <clears throat> I was writing gets lists. So I, was, I had one with one-eyed Grunnikin. Yep. And then then I was writing other lists without him in. Uh, tried a squig list. Um. Uh, the uh, I think Squigs will be really quite interesting in Age of Sigmar number okay, three. Why, why so, sir? Because the the hoppers are now in big units at ten, and they can do the mortal wounds. Then the Boingrots can also do mortal wounds. I think you've got quite a few mortal wounds, so that's quite good. Okay, I want to hear more about this. Uh, big shout out to Adam uh, Mumford for joining us live. Um, in the uh, I think it's in, it should be in the uh, it doesn't show on the screen for some reason I'm not sure why. Uh-huh. Um, uh, big love to him. No uh, thanks to oh fuck me. Uh, thank you to Percussive Scruff for donating sixty nine pounds and sixty nine p to the PC fund, uh, and also to Doctor nice. Pimp. Wow, that's amazing. Um, uh, so much happening there at the same time. Uh, Adam, can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know why. Can. Can the people on the computer machine hear him? I hope not. Why are there hearts on the 
What the hell's going on? People donated money, Nathan. It's created uh, hearts. I think everyone should be able to see him. For some reason, his his image isn't coming up, though, which is kind of confusing me. Oh, wait. There we go. He's in the chat, everyone. Yeah, unfortunately, they can see him. Okay. <laughs> look at them. Look at them sweet student digs. <laughs> look at this. Yeah, man. Okay, you should see my bed at the moment. You can, you can oh, cook and sleep at the same time. Yeah, man. There's the kitchen. Uh, Adam, I think I'm not sure if your uh, input is the right input. We did this live, waiting for Dan, so just want to double check because right. you're quite quiet. So we'll just uh, get that uh, sorted. A huge thank you to Percussive Scruff, and also um... that's because his microphone instead of Dan, different, yeah. different microphone. See uh, what he's got more than yeah. one. I've got oh, no. three. I think all <laughs> the microphones. What a cheater! Yeah. <laughs> I bought it when I had to stream for uh, when I was teaching online. So, like, I had to fucking buy all this equipment and pretend I was a pro streamer for children. It was fucking weird. Super weird. Super weird. Uh, how did how did that make you feel? Was it good? Uh, I felt like a pro YouTuber. Uh, and I, I was doing the whole things like I was asking them to donate every so often for my uh, computer fund. But apparently their parents wouldn't let me wouldn't let them send me money. Fucking <laughs> Wow, shots fired. Uh, shots fired, <laughs> uh, which gives me an opportunity to thank Colory for donating £5.62 to the show. Uh, Adam, just a quick one. Nathan, have you done a show with Adam before? James and, and Adam, have you even met? James, you, you've met Adam before, right? Oh, a million too many times. So, wow. Too so twice. Times. A million too many times. Nathan, have wow. you met him before? In real life? Yeah. I think. <laughs> wasn't you Brotherhood? Yeah, we had a dance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. We were drunk, and that was about it. Did okay. Nathan play you at Brotherhood? No. No. Because oh, I was going to ask him to recount the game so we could all just go <laughs> off and have an ice cream for an hour. We can pretend we played. Like, he probably wouldn't remember. You could just make no. him a game. Brotherhood was terrible. My brain Turn was... one, uh, the uh, squigs charged in, uh, and they took about 12 hours to move. Uh, and then turn two, we carried on uh, going. Uh, my eels all died. Uh, then turn three, we carried on a little bit more. Uh, turn four, we had a hero phase that lasted five hours because <laughs> there were like twelve gobble losers. Um, and then we we ended up playing a turn six. Yep. Uh, I don't even know how that fuck ha- happened, but it did. So it always you know. happens. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, good. Uh, Adam, just uh, before we go any further, have you played in Age of Sigma three yet, and how are you finding it? Uh, I play twice, and it's good. Solid. Any other words? <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's better than uh, Age of Sigma Two because that game's shit now. <laughs> so like you can like fuck that one off. Um, eels are still bent, so Gotrek is amazing. So everyone should just be playing him. Um, and Beast Claw Raiders get dicked by Gotrek. So that's about that's my experience, to be honest. I think wow. that's pretty good. Are you excited, Nathan, about using Gotrek? Because he's quite good now. Holy shit! Thank you to some Norwegian dude for donating seventy-five pounds to the show. Fuck. Wow. Fuckity fuck fuck. Thank you wow. so much. That's got us closer to the PC fund. Uh, I'd like everyone to know that um, uh, I actually sent James all of the PC fund money the other day because I couldn't trust it sitting in my bank account, so it just went straight to James. <laughs> I went, James, can I send you the money? He was like, yeah, I was like, just keep it away from me. <laughs> it's even better because what Rob doesn't know is I haven't even seen it. 
<laughs> oh god uh thank you very much oh wait it's does that mean it's got oh my god wow thank you to some norwegian yeah. dude for getting us to 69 percent and 69.69 percent oh, wow. uh fuck yeah that's super nice of you th- he's a mathematical he genius. is a mathematical dejus fucking hell i've got no words left dingus dingus all right so we're going to talk about the battle plans um there's uh, something to talk about with the battle plans before we do talk about them, because there's actually a bit of an issue that we're going to be trying to sort out yesterday. Oh, let's just write down the timestamp for everyone. Uh, 25 minutes, nailed it. Fucking 25 minute intro. Uh, we talk about the news, but there isn't really new, any news. Like, uh, actually, no, before we talk about the battle... Have you heard about all that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We were- <laughs> no, could you tell us about it? Uh, there's also another one called All Out Defense. Oh, um, and, and there's the another one- command ability called uh, Unleash okay, Hell. We've done this, right? We've done this. Sounds it's just sad shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we get into this, can we, uh, just a quick little bit. Um, there's obviously the excitement around list writing, but does anyone feel a bit like... Number one, like it felt like all of the people who got Dominion got it like 8 to 43 years ago. Like It feels like, a, yep. like Dominion's been out now forever. Does that feel fair to everyone? Yeah, it's quite old hat. I don't want it anymore. You d- I want something new. Uh, what do you want? Well, not something that is old like Dominion. Something new. Dominion Mark Two, or something would else. You, would you call it Dominion Mark Two? No, just Mark Two. <laughs> Mark two. <laughs> what would you want in it? Um, lots of toys. Lots of nice new toys. Not old toys like those Stormcast and Boggy Boys. What sort of toys? Hmm. <laughs> okay, let's, let's leave that there. Uh, let's leave that there. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. We, got, we went down a weird enough road straight away, but that's fine. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, oh, oh uh, thank you to Bob for donating another £4.69. That's fuck yeah. And he said, fuck the percentage. Super lovely of you. Uh, and uh, that's very, very lovely. The. Um, uh, oh fuck! What was I going to say? There's two, there's like two things now. No, we'll start on this one first. Number one is anyone else kind of sick of the fact that you haven't got Dominion yet, or you haven't got the new stuff, or more importantly, that you don't have the rules and the FAQ and the errata oh, that's coming out at the weekend? Is anyone kind of like I feel like in a weird limbo where you can't do anything at all? How's everyone else feel about that? Yeah, we're ready for the rules. Yeah, I'm ready for my toys. Oh, okay, tools. Adam, how do you Bye. feel about it all? It's fine. Just play. Stop waiting for FAQs. Make your own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. We found someone even shorter than Nathan on the show. Perfect. Well, like, you know, pink horrors. Just say they're fucked because fuck No. And then anything we don't like, just bin it off. Such as? Feckless. (laughs) What do you mean bin it off? What do you want from the... uh, the, Because I'm I'm like... I'm just annoyed. Like, I... Like, like, uh, like I was thinking, like I was thinking about armies. Like I'm excited about playing loads of different armies, and I don't know what armies. I don't even know what the fucking like. So I'm. We've got this tournament at the weekend, right? But I can't take my Zinch army because right now pink horrors don't even work. Like the water orders don't work. Good. So I can't take them. So what the fuck do I take? Do you know what I mean? Like what? Do I, what the fuck do I do? What the fuck? Yeah. Why you've got a three D printer. Why doesn't it work? Because uh, thank you, by the way, to Big Bird nine ninety and Harry two six six for donating ten pounds each to the show. Fuck yeah, that's great. I'm gonna look at my 
boobies out uh, i can't there's no boobies but you know what i mean um my emotional boobies for you thank you so much the um uh because you can't take a unit above its starting size currently is a rule so you can't take a, a unit above yeah. its starting size and pink horrors as soon as they die they obviously create two so you kill one pink horror you get two blue horrors but you can't get two blue horrors you get one and then the game stops right there and nothing makes any sense good okay yeah but like so it's just annoying right because you don't even know if like you can play your army or can't play your army basically so it's just it's just frustrating i think that's kind of where i wanted to go with everyone i just wanted to because some people will be feeling it and i wanted to put it out there is all i'm gonna say okay okay cool all right then next thing uh before we move on um nathan could you just quickly describe because yeah. i don't know if anyone else knows this um does anyone else know about the infinite mortal wounds from Gits? Is a new thing. Uh, I think it's called quad snuffling. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, I don't know about it. What's so this? you quad shared snuffling. it with us the other day. So the Gloomsprite Gits chat, obviously, like, there's not. I know, obviously, all out attack and all out defense and also stand and shoot uh, on the Gits, obviously, make them loads better. But. Uh, isn't there also something uh, that you could do with uh, the doubling down on the snufflers or something similar? Yeah, you've always been able to do okay, that. So can you explain it to the uh, chat, please, and also our co-hosts? Well, uh, just so every time you use the snufflers, you get to get an extra attack so to the unit. But after you've done it, so every time you do it after the first time, you take 2d6 mortal wounds, though. So that's the downside. But yeah, there was there was uh, somebody in the chat was like, "Oh, it's fine. You can just rally them back as long as you've got enough left to take advantage of them. Just kill those, poison them, go for it." So if you have four units of snufflers, you can give them plus four attacks. They take sixty-six <laughs> mortal wounds. <laughs> Uh, and if you have some splore spatters nearby, you get another set of attacks. So you'll have plus five attacks. So your netters would be doing eight attacks each, and the regular dudes would be doing six attacks each. And then you would rally so them after. Should... Yeah, you can rally some. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's only on a six you get the dudes back. Yeah. Don't you? But I mean, just the few that are left should, with the Loom Boss command ability on them, should. Uh, should pump out quite a few mortal wounds. So quad snufflers. Yeah. So four units of snufflers, one huge unit of gits, a billion attacks. Yeah. Loads of attacks, yeah. That yeah. sounds sick. But yeah, I've always been able to do that. But it, it turns, I mean, it does, even if you just do it with the spore splatter and the snuffler. I mean, the guy had a special spreadsheet and it was quite, uh, he had very nice names. I'm sure Tim won't mind me saying. Tim had these very nice names where they were like overdosing and doing all sorts of stuff, spool balling and stuff. It was. Uh, <laughs> it took a bit of bit of uh, contemplation to work out what was going on. What? But yeah. What else can you do? So I can so let so I can plus four attacks to a unit of gits. Then I can use yeah. the loom boss command ability, right? Yeah. And what's that do? So I. On a six to wound, they do a mortal wound in addition to their damage, okay. whatever else. And yeah, and then so and then under the moon, 
they reroll ones to hit. Okay, and then uh, is that everything we can do? Is that our max? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because you can only use one command ability on them, can't you? So you won't be able to give them all-out attack or anything like that. Okay. Sad face. So, so what's the what's the combo? So each git would be doing what six attacks each. Uh, yeah. So with the spore splatter for yeah, yeah. So six attacks. Half of those would be hitting. So they'd be doing about half a mortal wound per git. So you so forty gits would maybe do twenty mortal wounds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The net is slightly more than that because they do two extra attacks. So about, so yeah, up, but yeah, yeah. You're looking about twenty, twenty-five mortal wounds from a unit of of uh, forty gits. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a lot of snufflers though, and stuff. But why wouldn't you do it? Because uh, it's a lot of stufflers and stuff. You'd all they'd have to stand around in a circle waiting to get their mushrooms and do all of their stuff, and then meanwhile the enemies just got to be stood there waiting for all of this to happen. It doesn't happen like that very often. <laughs> okay, well you haven't played me. I'd let it happen. Is what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, thank you to Wayne Kerr for donating five pounds sixty nine to the show. That's super good. Uh, yeah, the Snuffle Shuffle. That's what it has now been named. If anyone out there does achieve the Snuffle Shuffle. Please do let us know. Uh, we would like to know. Um, I don't think Nathan invented the Snuffle Shuffle. Uh, I don't think he'd want me to claim that for him. Uh, but that's out there. Maybe no. Tim invented the Snuffle Shuffle. Uh, the Circle Snurking uh, is maybe what it would be. All right. Battle plans. So where do we get up to there? 34 minutes. Wow. Oops. Uh, added a bit there on. So 34 minutes in. Um, let's talk about the battle plans. So... We'll very quickly talk about this from a top level down and why there's going to be a problem. And then we'll we'll cycle back a little bit and then we'll just talk about the battle plans in general. So if any of us play a game, like Adam, you played a game the other day. Uh, did you Do you remember what your final score was on your game uh, generally? Uh, I don't need to remember because I used your score sheet. Nice. So like, I've got it here somewhere. Which means I'm going to take like 20 minutes now to uh, find that. Perfect. Uh, and make you all t fill some time. Uh, but it was something like, it was like 3120 something. Okay, 30, so... but tw 20 what? That would be really interesting to know. James, do you remember any of your games? And anyone else in the chat who might have played so far, do you remember what your scores were? Uh, so my first game, we didn't have the general handbook leaks. So that one's super easy because we didn't have half the leaks. Uh, so that one, we just played the mission pack. Yep. So the score in that was literally like eight to five, I think. Okay. Super easy. Uh, the second game, we used everything but the primaries. Uh, and the score was pretty close, but it was kind of over by turn four anyway. So I think it was about what was... Oh, no, I got stomped. It was like probably at that point like 15-6. And then the one yesterday, actually, I think there was five points in it. I think it was like 30 to 25. Okay. Uh, all right, sweet. Uh, Nate, you haven't played any yet so far, right? No. Perfect. Perfect. Right, well, okay. So um, all of that's fine. Uh, Adam, do you remember what the difference was on your score? Uh, yeah, it was actually 31-16 to me. All right, perfect. All right, so a 15-point swing uh, in that. All right, so yeah, yeah. when we go through some of the battle plans, some of the battle plans, uh, they score differently to the other battle plans. But one of the problems that I think that you're really going to see is um, at, when you're at a tournament, 
um, because the the point scoring is quite low and uh, win loss, which I think has always been a pretty poor way of doing like tournament results. For instance, um, uh, like okay, I'll, I'll try I'll try and break this down a little bit. At tournaments previously, you would get so many tournament points for winning a game. Major victory, you get so many tournament points, and then we had secondaries, which kind of changed those points around. Now, if you win a major victory in because of the points, uh, like I beat, let's say Adam beats me, like thirty to whatever, like so always going to happen. O- yeah. Always going to happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the um, I I he wins a major victory, he gets so many tournament points, but there's an issue with that um, because uh, like it's not very granular. And then you need secondaries. And because secondaries are now baked into the scoring system, so if Adam beats me 30 to 16, that includes the secondaries that he's achieved. So you don't, you aren't really counting secondaries, right? Unless you do how many secondaries you achieve. Also, let's say that you play two people of a similar skill level. So let's say James and uh, a small child, right? Then when they play... That's about right. Yeah, no. So me and Adam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, when they play it might be a really tight fought game and the score difference between them is maybe one point or two so even though they're at a similar skill level and the and the game was really really good yeah like james wins but he gets this like significant tournament point difference he's like he, he like on the results it looks like adam got smashed in one game and there was a result on the other right does that does that make sense um, so there's there's an issue with the scoring effectively because the secondaries are locked into the final score and also it doesn't really showcase when a game has been super close. So if you're on a top table, like two top players have played a really, really tense, close game, like one has then just smashed the other one. So it doesn't really reward it. What they do in 40k and what we don't have as a tournament system in Age of Sigmar at the moment, what they do in 40k is they base it off points differential. So if you beat your opponent by X number of points, then you can... So let's say um, I do all my secondaries, Adam, you do all your secondaries, and then we do our primaries as well, and the score's like, I don't know, like, so what would that be? Like 21-22, yeah? In 40k, or in uh, current Age of Sigmar, you'd get like 16 tournament points because you've got the major victory, right? However, in 40k, that would just be what's called a 10-10 because it's the same, Right? Okay. Does that make sense? Right now we've got a twenty. We've got a twenty nil system, right? We don't have a twenty so nil. Like, we don't have a twenty nil like, system yet. Yeah. Like so in this... AOS at the moment, right? Yeah. And then in forty k, you're looking at the differential between the two scores. And then would you not just use a like if you did like twenty one twenty? Why wouldn't you just give that person one point? Just go like that. Uh, like yeah, like wh- like why would it? Why like why would the why would you reward someone for beating them by a singular point? Right? Like it's such a small points differential and it really doesn't showcase again two people with similar uh play styles or not with similar skill levels like beating them by like a small amount um uh like it's just like you get this huge advantage really um and so in 40k they don't do that so you have to smash your opponent like to go higher effectively uh nath what are your thoughts at the minute just talking about that yeah uh I I concur. Yeah, so, yeah. So at the moment, it's win loss draw on the system that we've got. Correct. That out the general's handbook. Uh, do they have a like a suggested tournament pack in there? They do not. 
Have we seen? No. They do have a score sheet in the... Uh, so the General's Handbook is our battle pack. What they effectively haven't done... In, a, in 40k, and this is really important, in 40k they, they, they did make suggestions for how to score in a tournament, and they haven't done that in Age of Sigma. They haven't done that in ours. So we've only got a score sheet from oh. them. Right? Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised because I thought... And they have suggested tournament packs in some of the old handbooks. Yes, they have. They have. And they mm. haven't suggested that, like, they have suggested, as um, Chump Hammer is saying, that there will be a tournament system, but they haven't uh, announced that yet or showcased that. Show- what it is. Yeah, showcase oh, okay. that. And also, and most importantly, there are some major events coming up. And, well, there will be some major events coming up, and people need to start kind of understanding how the scoring works. James, is it making sense to you? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, if that's what you mean. Interestingly, I, just because I saw it, and obviously I've never played there. Uh, but default 369 did say in the chat somewhere uh, in the US, if you win 84 to 50 in 40k, you just get 84 points and your opponent gets 50 points respectively. So, yeah, so so that's in their system. There is that like in a lot of other systems um, and especially in teams, you generally um, you you operate on the, the points differential, which is my preference personally. Like, I think points differential is actually better because like in, in order to like you you need a massive win in order to get the 20 as opposed yeah. to like, cause you could like, so for example, me and Adam could go to like me and Adam could go to a tournament, play on a table. I'd be like max VP. He'd be like, yeah, max VP. And then we just give each other max VP. Yeah. Play our game, move some shit around. Yeah. I'd be like, cool. 36, 36 or whatever the fuck we want it to be. Like whatever the max is or like close to max. And then we can both walk away in that system. I could lose uh, technically lose if you go along that five games and beat three people who won tighter games. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you just agree to a score and then play again. Exactly, hundred percent. And like uh, synchronize is saying in the chat, massive love to synchronize. Score it like MSBG, which is what we're suggesting, which is a more elegant system for a civilized age, which I hundred percent agree. Yeah. So you could lose all your games and win the event. Yes. So for example, let's say you're on the top ten, like. it's just a better way of scoring in my opinion in my opinion like having looked at it but it's going to be something i look at tomorrow anyway and we haven't looked at it enough yet we definitely don't have enough data to kind of really understand it but i just thought i'd bring it up at the moment to kind of like because it's going to be one of those conversations because right now you're going to play your games you're like yay this is fun but actually for tournaments there's nothing built to make it tournament friendly for example um if you do operate the win-loss system with no secondaries because you need a secondary right yeah, so there's like a maximum number of people that you can have at an event, ignoring COVID, obviously. Uh, there's a maximum number of people you can have at an event before you need some other secondary system. Because it could be quite easy for uh, a couple of, like a hundred person event, let's say, to have a couple of people that go 5 0. Yeah. Right? And so you need a secondary system. Like, and, yeah. and, but the secondaries are baked in. So then what is a secondary? A dance off? I'm in basically yes <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> i'd win every tournament then uh? i'd actually might win a trophy at that point <laughs> but you'd have to you'd have to be in the top five to be in the dance off adam why can you not just dance your way to the top <laughs> oh maybe maybe that would be a great event maybe you should have one of those rob where it's like play your games we'll do the thing and at the end everyone dances and i pick a winner Done. <laughs> that sounds way better to be honest like... it honestly sounds like a much better event system <laughs> james i'm in uh all any... that's my birthday party <laughs> next year that's what i'm doing <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's how RuPaul's Drag Race works. And I agree with yes. Jumphammer. Let's Maybe do that. Just do Drag Race. Yeah. Yeah, chasse, chasse away or whatever it is. Chasse away. Chasse away. And Rabbo Scrolls making suggestions. The point is, there's lots of suggestions for what needs to be done. Someone needs to pick a lane. That's really important. So I just thought I'd bring it up, right? For instance, at a one-day event with 16 people, um, for example... Uh, for a singles event, you would have uh, from the first round you would have eight winners. From the second round, you'd have four winners, and from the third round, you'd have two winners. So you would still have two people, and you would still have to choose between them, and you need some sort of secondary. Whereas the points differential is is anyway. It, I know it's super mathy and boring. Like it, I completely get it. Like you go to a tournament, and there's some other bigger boy, and you go, you go, oh, I've won by this much, and then they just tell you a number, and you walk away happy. You're like, oh, nice, thanks, uh, yeah, fucking big tick. Like, like that's all I'm saying. This, and I'm not one of the bigger boys. It's the other bo- the bigger boys who are talking to me. They were like, oh, Rob, what are we gonna do for the scoring system? I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> like I hadn't thought about it, and then you got to think about it. So anyway, I just want to bring that up. Um. Uh, but just let's carry on. Let's talk, look, talk about the battle I think plan, we shall we? should use um, painting scores. Maybe we should use painting scores, Adam. That's maybe... Yeah, whoever what... wins the painting competition gets more points in the tournament. Say, say that again for me. Anyone who wins a painting competition gets more points in the tournament. Uh, uh, and if you're a really nice person, you get more points. Um, Nathan, see? what do you think? <clears throat> Sounds great. I'm in. Dancing, being nice, and painting, and playing Warhammer. <laughs> and playing Warhammer at the same time. Yeah, all at the same time. Should we use that system? Mm. Can we paint? We should only be allowed to bring grey plastic, and you have to paint it as you play, <laughs> <laughs> so that everybody's got a level playing field. Yep. And everybody will have to be hung over, so we've got a level playing field there as well. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, what was the other thing we have to do? Play Warhammer. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, we're doing that anyway. And the dancing. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. We're in. We've got it sorted. Mm, mm. Fucking smashed it there. Absolutely yeah. smashed it. There we go. Absolutely smashed it. Anyway, my point is um, uh, loads to discuss there. Loads to discuss on that. And um, like, we'll do it on another show. Uh, lots of people have got thoughts in the chat. Tony Smash says, if the 40k system works, we should just use that. They're clearly trying to bring the systems close together. We should just embrace it. Um, Guys ID says, I didn't want to say it, but I totally agree with Adam. Um, so he just didn't want to say that, but like he does. Lee Bromley says, I'm drunk and obnoxious all the time. I do love the idea of painting your army at the start of the tournament. So you like move all your models as fast as you can. And your opponent's turn, they'll be like, I'm just going to move my models. Like, take as long as you like, mate. I've just got a fucking, fucking edge high like this motherfucker. <laughs> as fast as you can. That'd be great. Uh, um, uh, but the uh, but anyway, there's lo- there's loads of interesting stuff there. We'll talk more about it. First brain squig. Nick says I would do uh, most tertiary as the first divided and the most secondaries. If that was tied, then dance off. The- there's a problem also with the secondaries, like we discussed last week. Three, maybe four of the secondaries don't require you to even interact with your opponent. I can't see how it's not easy to just get at least four secondaries a turn. Basically, a game like they're super easy to achieve, like super fucking easy to achieve. Like, and then that's going to mean that it only comes down to primary. I wouldn't do secondaries as the divider if you were doing it in that system. I would actually do the primary because I could comfortably sit on some home objectives, shoot the fuck out of you, and then just do some running around dumb objectives 
simply put, yeah, and like so secondaries, and then you're like running around trying to get me, and I'm just like lol, all out attack, lol, unleash hell, right? And then you like my point is, and then it's like it looks like I've just smashed secondaries for five games, and I really haven't engaged with you at all as a player. Whereas if you tracked it based on primary points. I'd be more excited. I think that means that you have to go out and you have to grab objectives and you have to do more classic Age of Sigmaring, in my opinion. I guess, yeah, that makes sense because the primaries are very... They're the same throughout... Oh, no, no there's not. There's Sigmaring. four different... There's yeah. four battle plans that yeah. are significantly different. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So... All right. So I was just going to talk rubbish then. So I'll just shut up now. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been doing it for ages, right? So, like, who knows? Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, right. <laughs> right uh, we can make up percent of our different scoring. Yeah, there's loads of things we can do. Anyone who's out there who wants to get in touch with me, like, Rob, I've had a good idea. I'd love to hear it. I want to break it down, have some ideas. Obviously, I'm going to be running events here at the arena to kind of, like, try some systems out, kind of get some feedback on it, see what some like general average scores are so that'll be really fun uh, and then try and improve because there's some really large events going on around the world in the future and they're going to want something that really makes sense so you just don't end up someone doesn't end up winning just because the scoring system isn't very good that's just a weird fucking place to be right or dance yeah. off i'm there for it that's all we need yeah yeah okay dance off the future okay. i think everybody's keen for that yeah i i honestly think that the big takeaway from this particular show today is that more dance-offs at Age of Sigmar events? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Nick dance. though. Nick's Nick Nick Nick's not got the knees for that anymore. Uh, and live stream it, of course. That would be amazing. Imagine that commentated like round five, the game finishes, and then like I'm just there commentating. I'm like, so as you can see, uh, we've got four people in first place on five wins. So it's dance-off time. Official Age of Sigmar rules at tournaments. Uh, here we go. <laughs> it looks like Adam's gone for classic white fella in a club dance routine um <laughs> as have the other three players because that's what they are uh, all the time uh all the time james is in there and james it looks like he's attempting to twerk not sure why, every day. <laughs> not sure why he's doing that why you love my twerking normally i don't know why you just did it live on air we could embrace tiktok at that point then yeah okay. we'll have a tiktok yeah, man. That's how we make it big. Teesports dances on TikTok. Teesports. Uh, yeah, screw Twitch. Just get on TikTok. Let's go. <laughs> Can you imagine that? We do all the shows in 30-second intervals. It'd take three hours. Three hours worth of TikToks for Nathan to do a game. <sighs> if it makes anyone feel better, next Monday, uh, Nathan Prescott will have played six games of Age of Sigmar. Uh, so next Monday show will be eight to 14 hours long. Uh, <laughs> The games themselves will be longer. <laughs> <laughs> they will. Uh, it's true. Right, okay. Uh, let's talk about these battle plans, shall we? Uh, let's talk about it. So, uh, you guys should be able to see them on the screen. Sorry, I'm still on the old computer. Uh, the till, technically. Um, and thank you, everyone, for helping us out. Like... Uh, in a moment, he just said it a moment ago, so I just want to shout him out. Percussive Scruff, I'm going to the Orlando G Games Workshop GT as my first Warhammer event. Go on, Percussive Scruff, you got this. I'm taking the Sons of Behemoth, and I can't wait for the invincible, inevitable Clown Fiesta. Uh, that's going to be really fun. Nate, you got any advice to a Sons of Behemoth player looking to play at a this first ever event? Yeah, go and uh, stomp on people, pick people up, 
put them in your pants. Have a great time. Win the dance off. <laughs> Always win the dance off. That's all that matters. <laughs> Always win the dance off. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm there. Uh, right. Okay. So uh, the battle plans. First, oh, that's the wrong one. We'll start with the first one, shall we? You guys have got a copy um, uh, available to you. So first one's called Marking Territory. Uh, some oh, Warhammer TV presenters. There's a piss contest. There. Some Warhammer TV presenters love this, but it's a different conversation. Uh, two warring tribes are locked in a battle for territory, both seeking complete dominance over the others. Who will yield first? Uh, so. So it's for five battle rounds, and this one doesn't require you to use any of the fucking extra things that are queer. Like, no secondaries, no tertiary. This is starting from the third battle round. One player immediately wins a major victory if they control all the objectives on the battlefield. If neither player has one major victory at the end of the battle, the player that's completed the most battle tactics, which is the secondaries, scores a minor victory. And if both players complete the same number of battle tactics, the only player completed their whatever grand strategy. Um, uh, and the battle plan looks like this. So some nice things to talk about now if we're all using 44 by 60 boards, so the new minimum board size or maximum board, what minimum board size has been uh, talked about, is uh, that all of the objectives in every one of the battle plans are located on this grid system. So uh, as you can see, there are four objectives. They're 11 inches up and they're 15 from the side. So our deployment zone is now 11 inches as opposed to the previous 12 inches. James, I'm going to jump to you first. How do you feel about the loss of an inch? Uh, <laughs> size doesn't matter. So um, until yeah. I run 140 Marauders, we're okay. And actually, I know that fits because I've run 140 Clam Rats the other day. It's fine. 11 inches is great. 11 inches is fine. Uh, Nathan, you normally try and fit a lot of fellas in your zone. Um, how do you deal with this? Uh, just make them stand closer together. Perfect. Perfect. But, and then that way they're also coherent, which is the first time that can be said for any of my armies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, what about you? You've played a, a, a couple of battle plans now. How do you feel about the deployment zones generally? Uh, well, 14 cockatrices used to stretch the entirety of a 6 by 4 Yep. Um, so now they, like, take up even more of the room. And I can't actually... Sometimes, like, I struggle to fit them all on with the terrain. Oh. Um, so it's a little bit annoying. Uh, but it does mean, because, like, the deployments are now, like, they're pretty much all 18 apart. It means that they're in range turn 1. So that's good. Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. So cockatrices... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so the 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 map, as you can see, is forty four inches long, right? So that means uh, that means that each one of these little zones is eleven inches in total. So it's twenty two inches to the center line, and you start twenty two inches apart, which again is something new. It's two inches smaller, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it does when you've got Archeon who can move an extra d six in Hosar card or six inches in Hosar card. He's got his base move. And then, of course, um, he's got the ability to pick Destiny Dice for a charge. Uh, eels can move faster and move better, which I think is, uh, like, basically anything Amazing. anything that already could do first-turn charges can do them better and closer now. So, like, a little two-inch change, which is pretty nice for some armies. Um, and it's going to be really fun. So, there's something to be talking about that. Uh, it is 11 inches by 15. That's 100% correct. It's 11 inches up, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's, I've nailed that. And then it's 15 inches from the board edge, because the board edge is 60 long, so the center point is yep. 30, and then the edges. I'd like you to know that we are super lucky as Age of Sigmar players, and my huge shout 
to um, Games Workshop is that they've put the objectives on the center lines. So they've created this grid system and they've put the objectives there. I don't know if anyone in the world has looked at how you put 40k objectives out, but it's a fucking nightmare. You have to measure to the center and then all measurements are done from the center out. They deserve it, to be fair. <laughs> like, I've met a lot of 40k players. Um, and Whoa, to be honest, careful. They, they kind of deserve to have Nathan's to do that before every game. Nathan is here. It's hard to measure from the center. It's no, it's an extra step, right? Like, if you have to measure to the end from the center and then measure out, you could just measure the sides. I'm just saying the grid system is elegant and you lovely. You have to measure from somewhere. Why not measure from the center? As it's a sec- it's an extra step to do it from the center. No, start. Yes. No. Why don't you just put like a dot in the middle of your map and just measure from there? <laughs> yeah. I do get I get Nathan's point because as the number one Drakari player, he takes offense when we mark 40k. Yeah, yeah. you do. You do. Nathan, Nathan, quick one um, about 40k. I know. I yeah, know yeah, yeah. It's an AC no show. Yeah, yeah. But you know how ad. You know the the stats on Admech are looking pretty good at the moment, especially with the new book. We were expected the Drakari nerf came out. Obviously, seventy two percent win rate. Drakari nerf. We expected it. Important for us all to know that, and it happened. Yeah, we saw the Drakari nerf. It hasn't really necessarily brought them down, but we all love the change to Dark Technomancers. But one of the biggest kind of conversations pushed by the forty k kind of uh, aficionados, um, I guess certain like members of the community would say all out attack or something or they'd write an article about it but the point is there were certain like defenders of games workshop said the next codex which would be admit would balance them out because that was more powerful than the drakari so even though there was an army with 72 percent win rate um there were going to be a new book that came out that was more powerful which is admec and it seems to be which is crazy and then they nerfed drakari the real question is how do you feel about the fact there's a new campaign book coming for admec which has been written in the community article makes them even stronger thoughts Oh, I'm very happy with all of that. That's great. <laughs> good. Good. Really good. Really good. They're, they're, they're little robot fellas are getting stronger. I'm happy about uh, it. Oh, it's robot guys. Yeah. Yeah. I hate them. But Why do you ha- like the robot guys? They've got no soul. Don't know if that's true, actually, because they start out as humans. The I don't. I don't care. <laughs> Nathan, definitely a space marine player. Well, I hate those guys. Those guys are robot guys too. Which guys do you like? None of them. Just I can, every I... faction. Just tell me, and I'll tell you that I hate them. That's okay. I, I, how about so the Drakari? Yeah, let me see if I can. Let me see they? if I can twist your nipples on this one. The Drakari get pleasure from inflicting pain on others. Oh, they're interesting, but I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like them. They play the wrong. They're um, yeah, hate them all. Sort okay, of. perfect. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, throw this out the window. Um, uh, marking territory. So this battle plan from you guys. So we talked about the objectives. There are four objectives. You start twenty-two inches apart, and it's like the olden days. You hold all four. And then you win. How do you guys feel about a, a battle plan like this still existing in Age of Sigmar 3? You pro it? Do you feel like this is a kind of a weird one because you've got all the battle tactics and you've got the grand strategy and everything else? Like, where do you put this at the moment, right? Like, how do you guys feel about it? Well, you still got to do the battle tactics, tactics and stuff. Anyway. In case you don't win the primary. If you win the primary, yeah. it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to keep doing that. So that's cool. I like it. So it used to be called Blood and Glory or something. It it's the same thing. Exactly the same thing. Uh, I think it's good. It's a good uh, variation on the things. You've got to spread out and be able to control most of the map, which is quite a tough thing. There's some little tricky things, though, because when does it happen? From the start of the third round. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got to be... Everybody's got to be aware about the fact that uh, that uh, you can lose it automatically from the end of the second round, pretty much. Mm, okay. Uh, so, uh, James, yeah. how do you feel about a, a win-everything-in-one-go scenario? Uh, the one thing I think is kind of interesting about this one is obviously one of the uh, girl rules, I think, isn't it, at the minute, mm-hmm. is that on the third battle round, whoever's going second is also removing one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think That's like crazy. it makes this map terrifying because yeah. realistically you're never going to want to go first on round three. That's true. That's yeah, true because about yeah, that. none yeah, of them yeah, are primaries. So you're absolutely correct. You could control three. Smashing idea. Uh, Adam, how do you feel about that? Uh, I think it's one of the worst missions in the whole thing. What, tell yeah. me why. Uh, so, like, the reason... I've never really liked the win everything missions anyway, but the way that uh, Age of Sigmar is going to work now, I just think it's really out of place. I think it's like a really odd thing to put in like a battle pack or battle pack especially with the ghb rules of removing the objective because like if you're if you remove one and you control three then you've kind of not done what the mission is telling you but you still win so i think it's just really counterintuitive and i just just don't like it that much at all um i just think you just go all out um i don't think it's very beginner friendly either because if you throw this into it with like beginners then it's like (laughs) i win on turn two dickhead like or turn three Mm. so i think you could you could be nice, though, Adam, and not do that to <laughs> Yeah, you could, but at the same time, uh, fuck them. Or you just play a different battle plan that's probably better. Uh, I just think it's probably... Yeah, I don't know this mission at all, to be honest. I think it's really bad. I, I, I've never really liked Blood and Glory anyway. I've always found four... Controlling four has been too many. Um, and, like, trying to... If you're looking at tournament level, you, you put this one in usually to make people have that minor major mm. sort of differences but but so like yeah we, we, yeah for the split but now we don't even know how scoring will really work yeah, at a tournament right i don't yeah. think you're probably going to do that anymore right and it's going to make your scoring in your battle packs even more difficult because it's so different to every other mission that you're going to be putting in and i also think that there's a really good point being made by you there that it like it would be a nice change of pace i think like i but i feel like age of sigma 3 is based around doing those battle tactics yeah doing the primary so like Let's do that. Let's play loads of battle plans that do those things. You know, like practice that. I think that's going to be one of those ones. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of this one particularly. It's nice it's in there um, to mix around, but I, I'm not too bothered mm. about it. I've yeah. I think with the fact that you can remove uh, objective, that probably makes it a weaker plan. If it didn't have that, but if you were going to put it in your tournament pack. I would have it maybe as maybe the last one because then people of of sort of equal skill. skill are playing each other and it's quite a good differential for that. So I think I think it's good in a pack uh, where you've got lots of uh, high like like maybe in the the T the TTS stuff that you do. Yeah. Uh it would be a good one for that, like a team tournament one, or for like for 
um, for players of high high school level playing it. But uh, yeah, it's probably better with. It's it's the fact that you could Jay, the James pointing out that you can remove one of the things is quite uh yeah does make it so, a bit so terrifying. Big shout out to Winner Dave in the chat is pointing out that you can only remove objective thing in the GHB battle plans, not in these three missions. So these are the core missions um, from from the book. Um, so uh, you might you oh. might not be able to do. Although I don't know if they overlay Dave. No, this is in the GHB, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it's, it's a GHB one. What Savage Games? Yeah. Marking territory. Oh, marking territory. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's also, like Nick says in the chat, that as we get onto it later, there are uh, objectives that are called primary objectives, which you can't remove with that ability. Mm. And maybe they should just be uh, put in there. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say it's still one of the weaker ones. But based on Adam's point that why aren't we just doing the thing that the kind of game is designed to do and doing our battle tactics, right? And, and that sort of jazz. I think that's quite exciting. Uh, next up, Battle Plan Savage Gains, uh, which honestly, I don't know if you saw see Mark Wildman recently, but he's on those Savage Gains. He's looking very trim and proper, which is nice. Uh, these two forces can no longer suffer each other's presence in this region. A final clash will decide who claims these lands as their own and who bends the knee. Uh, right, so, won't be Nick in the chat. I fucking hate that. Um... So, because uh, <laughs> his knees hurt, is what everyone is what I want to be aware. Uh, so this one does have prime objectives, which is what I was just talking about. The objectives located on the border of each player's territory are prime objectives. Unless noted otherwise, prime objectives cannot be removed from the battlefield. Uh, you deploy like normal. Um, and this is basically Border War, if anyone's ever played Border War, which is you score one victory point for the ones that are in your obje- your territory. Um, and then the one in your opponent's is worth four, and the two in the middle are worth two. So this one's a little bit different. Your grand, grand strategy is worth three, and your uh, battle tactics are worth two, of course. Um, and it's the person who gets the most victory points at the end. So uh, you start 22 inches away um, uh, on this one from like your opponent's territory, uh, and also their objective. And the objective is on the line, uh, which means um, they can only have they can only have uh, like in their six inches kind of like control zone they can have half of uh, their army basically put as many bodies on there as they want and then their opponent uh, could probably flood that with half as many again so you can't control all of you can't have the whole areas that mean you can't screen the objective is what i'm trying to say because it's right on the border of the edge um if that makes sense so there's like a little line in front of it where you can just put some dudes on top of uh, this is Border War. We played this loads. This is good for trading, so dropping units on objectives and doing that sort of stuff. Uh, James, start with you. How do you feel about this one? Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting to see like a bunch of basically the old maps return themselves. Um, I always think Border War was a good oh. one, so I guess it's nice to see it hanging around with us, joining the revolution of 3.0. Um, yeah, I I think it'd be nice. It'll be nice to see Border War come back. It'll be nice to see it in a new setting, and I think it'd be cool to see it play out with some of those new command abilities. Yeah, oh. pretty pretty good, pretty happy. Okay, Nate, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, it's very similar to the one that was probably the most favourite in the first GHB, I think it was, or pre GHB, the Border War one was yeah very popular i'm sure it's going to be probably as popular it looks i don't know maybe people might be a little bit bored of it because they've played it before 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, it looks like a decent enough mission. Yeah. Okay. All right, Adam, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, that's not not lot. Yeah, say. I really really like it. Um, I think it's um, I think you're gonna play it a lot differently to how you used to play it. Um, just because of the fact that you burn one of those two middle objectives now. Um, because like you, normally when you played like Border War, uh, you'd throw like enough stuff into like a two center or like you tag both center objectives like turn one and then you sort of fight it out uh, over the rest of the game and then usually one player would start to like sort of lose one side and then they'd go for like the opponent's home objective from that like whichever side that they've really pushed on whereas now if you obviously go second in turn three you can remove whichever objective they may have like taken hold of and, like because you usually see like that sort of switch on each uh middle objective so like, one player goes hard on one the other goes at the other and you try and like almost dog eye each other from the opposite sides of the board as you go past to try and get your home objective um and now you just sort of you can burn stuff but also because of where like the objective is like and you can't screen it out very well alpha army is going to be really enjoying this one because they can smash in like quite hard and score really high really quickly and potentially score your opponent out the game by turn two which is again uh, which is very interesting having read these two particular battle plans is that again it feels very counterintuitive to how almost all the other battle plans really are focused right where it's hold one hold more again nice to have a mixture in the different battle plans nice to be able to play around differently and also make it so that you can design different armies uh, thank you very much to raid uh, uh, raid onta for resubscribing big love to you the uh, so it's very very different, and I wasn't uh, expecting to see this to be honest. But I like it because it's this is probably one of my favourite battle plans for playing with new people. Like it's super simple to show someone new. Like you can kind of like make them understand that some stuff is worth more. You can teach them how to trade uh, on this. Uh, what do you think, Nath? How do you feel? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's super popular, and there is a reason why because it's a nice, nice plan to play, uh, easy to understand. Um, yeah, I think, uh, also, if you know, it's going to be in the pack, your list, it'll probably change up your list a bit because you need to be able to defend your objective from an alpha. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And also you need little units to trade with, right? On those objectives. Yeah. 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 To go up and contest. Although yeah. hopefully with MSU, you'll have more of that anyway, but we'll see. But two units of two snufflers on the objective, Nath? No, no. Snufflers don't move. They feed people mushrooms. Uh. Like a chef. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, next one. Battle plan First Blood. Scouting is paid off for two forces vying to expand their domain. With the knowledge of what lies ahead, each side seeks to make an early show of dominance. <laughs> uh, right, so... Um, uh, there's, there's no difference in the de deployment. There's a vantage point, though, at the start of each battle round after the players have received... Their start of round command points. The player taking the second turn must pick one objective on the battlefield to be the vantage point. When a player receives their start of round command points, if they control the vantage point, they receive an extra command point. So if you're already holding it and you go second, you could get a bonus point for going second and another bonus point for having the vantage point, basically. Um, and then this is the what we now should refer to as maybe the traditional scoring, where it's one victory point if you control at least one objective, one if you control two or more objectives, and one if you control more than your opponent. And then you score two victory points if you complete the battle tactic, and grand strategy at the end is worth three. So that's your that's now. I'm not going to talk about that again. That's the classic scoring for each battle plan 
um, unless uh, unless I see it different. Uh, the attacker's territory is kind of in the corner, so it's a corner deployment with the three objectives being deployed uh, across the center line in a diagonal, and there's no objectives in your deployment, so you go have to grab some stuff early. Adam, start with you. How do you feel about this one particularly? Uh, the classic uh, scoring is how I think every mission should be now, but uh, I really like that. I think it's a really cool change um, to how you sort of score stuff because it means you don't have to uh, like keep the objective, if that makes sense. So like you can just keep trading off objectives to make sure that you get, right, cool, I'm going to score more this turn. It's fine that you get it, but like I'm going to score more this turn because uh, if they take it off you, then they're going to be scoring even, if that it makes does. sense. Um, so like that is quite interesting that none of them are primary objectives. So you can uh, you can be removing whichever one you're losing, for example. So that's a cool change. Um, and the fact that no, none of them are like you can't contest them from deployment means that like you can really it's going to be really interesting to see both armies trying to get right in the middle and seeing how like your opponent's reacting to whatever you do if you go first or whatever. So I think it's cool. Like I like the vantage point sort of uh, special rule. Um, I think that's like a cool thing that the uh, missions are interacting with your play style, if that makes yeah. sense. It does. It does also, again, just the ability to remove one of these three uh, is pretty huge. Uh, thanks to some Norwegian dude for gifting a gift subscription to Final Fantasy XIV Forge Master Flex. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nathan, how do you feel about this battle plan? Yeah, I think um, it, uh, it looks interesting and be cool to play it, I think, to find out. Uh, a little bit concerned. Obviously, your territory is quite small, so it's only <laughs> three three boxes instead of four boxes. Mm. Uh, so uh, small for armies, but also for faction terrain. Yep. Uh, you, there's a good chance that you won't be playing with your faction terrain in this one. Oh, why? I think. Uh, well, I think uh, like people could zone out the. Loon Shrine and stuff uh, like that, so you wouldn't. Can I can I give some good advice? Because to... I think it worked really well at the event I ran. Yeah, you're like, yeah, no, go get your run events. Fuck off. Like I get it. Like I do. But I just have. Did you used to be a doormat? Oh my mate? god, fuck off. Oh. The the point is, oh. is I just had preset. Oh, oh, I just had preset terrain, <laughs> preset terrain, and then really simply, you just let, um, you just say that your faction terrain must replace a piece of terrain on the board. It's that easy. Nah, it's a terrible idea. Super easy. How would I uh, block people in with doom by <laughs> You just can't, right? Yeah, you only get one now. Yeah, and you only allow one. Nah, I'm taking two. Fuck you. <laughs> Thanks to Budtastic Guy for resubscribing. Big love to you. Um, uh, so yeah, like I would just say do that. Like I get Nathan that that isn't going to happen everywhere, but if you ever play <clears throat> at the events here, that'll be the situation. Yeah. Because why would you want to negatively impact gits? Uh, I mean, I would. I don't know if I would sacrifice the gits to make it so you couldn't have the um, the Luminous Realm Lord Shrine. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Like... Yeah. <clears throat> They'd struggle. Herdstone, those sort of things would struggle a bit. Yeah, poor uh, Herdstone. The other thing is, uh, just, it would be interesting to play it a few times because I don't know if it does reward the player going second overly much, especially the third turn. They are... Yeah, people are not. You're going to be rolling a dice and hoping to win so that you can go second. I think a lot of the time. So um, that's quite. It'll be interesting to see it played a few times to see if if they're over rewarded. If the person that's going second is uh, 
benefiting too much BC. Interesting to see. Yeah, okay. That one. That's fair. That's fair. Thanks to General Beef. Without who's... having played it. Yeah, without without actually playing it. All right. Uh, uh, Tristan in the chat said he played this recently and he loved it. He said it was mm. a great battle plan. Uh, Adam, how do you feel about this one? I've already, I've already told you. Fuck you. Sorry, 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 James. Apologies, James. Uh, I could, you could ask Adam again. I'm I mean, you can ask me again because I've just like someone said in the chat about the law seeker, and I've just yeah. built one. So like, oh, he's going to be Christ. great, right? Oh. Put him <laughs> one. Why have you only, why have you only built one? Um, oh yeah, because he's not unique anymore, is he? Well, so wait for the FAQ. I don't want to be that guy, but wait for the uh, FAQ. Come on. So um, we've now, we've wait for the FAQ. Let's go. Salanesh would definitely point it for Age of Sigmar 3. Four. Four. Sorry. Four. Four. I saw um, it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Well. This battle plan's <laughs> nice. I'm excited to watch Nathan try and get all his grots in there and a loon shrine now. Just, just for fun. Other than that, <laughs> looks good. Um, okay, fair enough. I like, by the way, I love the grid system for marking out territory. It's fucking mint. Like, so good. Because I, I might just get a, um, uh, get a bunch of sticks. Uh, Nathan, I know you, hate, you love sticks. So I might just get some 11-inch sticks. Um, and then, uh, what's the other one? 15-inch sticks. And then just get those. And you can just be like, boop, boop, boop. And just make your deployment zone super easy. Really easy to tell where everything is. Uh, so I'd love that. That's going to be an easy one. Um, grid system might be the best part of AOS 3 percussive scruff agreed yeah once you look at it and you think do you know what fuck yeah to the grid system I'm all about it not how American cities plan their cities that grid system kind of does me in because it's always fun when you go to an English city and then you're like you're like where was that road and you just walk around for ages not quite sure where the road was and then eventually you get lost it's the worst. And then you hit a roundabout and you're like, fuck me, where am I now? Didn't <laughs> you just open Google Maps, put in where you want to go? Yeah, exactly. Give it sounds it like you want to be playing fucking chess or noughts and crosses with the way you like crit so much. <laughs> Fine, but I'm not going to. Uh, and some Norwegian says, I love yeah. my score seeker. Uh, well, that's good. You can still love one. I'm just saying, not multiple score seekers. Okay, six. six. What? Why are you? Why are you limiting people just to love one? Why can't they you love can, multiple? You can be a pan score seeker, uh, which is fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm just, but a max, but a max of six. Of of six. Them, like, yeah, there's too many. Yeah, there's has, too there has to be a line, right? There's only so many places you can be. <laughs> six. And realistically, you're only going to want five because you're also going to want a seven. Yeah, well, and you might not be emotionally connected so, to know, all like... of them. Like, that's true. So, like, I think exactly. six is a lot to love. I'd maybe pick three, maximum. I'd give five. There's a lot of love five. to give, is what I'm going to say. I've got a lot of love to give. <laughs> 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 uh, yes, Meat Ball says, I've been in Preston for three weeks. I am convinced that all these place names are fictional just to troll foreigners. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> right, next one. Uh, power struggle. Two stubborn warlords have created a stalemate at the borders of Thondia. <laughs> Thondia? Great. Both refusing to fall back to resupply. Now they must commit everything they have to secure new ground. So, uh, deployment's the same. Uh, there's a special rule, hold your ground. In this battle, some victory points are only scored for objectives you control, which you control that objective for two of your turns consecutively. 
these turns can carry over into the next battle round. Um, and it scored one victory point if you've controlled at least one objective for two of your turns consecutively. Score one victory point if you controlled. So it's this, it's the normal scoring, two for the battle tactics, three for a grand strategy. But you have to control them for two turns as opposed to one turn. So this is power struggle. Um, and then it's kind of the focal points map. Uh, Nathan, how do you feel about this? You've got to stand on stuff for longer. Um. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting one. It, it, I guess, it favors defensive armies quite a bit. People that are going to stand around and project power from a from a standing on place. So shooting armies yep. going to have a great time, or or maybe sons of Behemoth, Behemoth standing on, on they're good at that. Um. Whereas smaller armies that like to move around, take an objective, then move somewhere else. Oh, I guess they still control it. Uh, but they have to make sure that nothing can get back there. So, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see the type of armies that win this. I, I think it favours bigger, more static armies. So shooting armies, that sort of thing. As opposed to fast mobile armies that that run in and steal objectives and then run off somewhere else so that's my gut feeling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah just interested to see yeah that scoring mechanic is weird but i think it's going to really benefit uh teleporting armies actually because you're gonna to have to defend those two back objectives quite nicely uh, and it's really whether or not anyone's going to throw in th anything into the middle there. Because whatever you throw in the middle has got to survive for two turns. So um, it's all going to be about mm. chipping away at the guys on those back objectives. Or, or maybe dropping some boys in the back. Um, and then just trying to like make it so they don't score. Which is going to be the one. Some Norwegian who says four score seekers, two wardens, two 30 sentinels and shackles. Just breaking hearts is what he's saying on this particular battle plan. James, how do you feel about this one? I have oh, nice. this one. This is one of the ones I played. Uh, so I thought it was quite interesting because what you end up finding is you're basically going to camp your back ones, fight over mm -hmm. that middle one, uh, and then try and score secondaries, I think, is basically how it ended up playing. But I think pr this one probably favours anyone with a butt buttload of shooting or strong shooting because it means you can remove your opponent from their back ones as you kind of like saunter across the board to take them um so yeah it was it was good fun i think it'll be really interesting i think the more the more we learn about the game it will get better um but i thought that the only issue with this one was that it did mean lots of armies if they were playing someone mobile meant that a good chunk of their armies got to just basically sit at the back of the board for at least two turns. Yeah, maybe most of the maybe, maybe most of the so, terms. I think well, that's one of the most interesting things yeah. is you can maybe try to uh, potentially abandon the primaries, uh, but the secondaries are too easy, easy to achieve. So it, I think it, this one's one of those ones where I think it could just be it could end up being quite a boring game. Uh, Adam, how do you feel about this one? Um, I think it's a uh, yeah, it's really cool. I think there's lots of ways to actually win it. Like Nathan obviously said about you've got to be like uh, you want like a static army maybe, and then you said about teleporting, and then James said about shooting. Whereas I reckon you have to charge forward with everything. If you use like mobile little units like eels, you throw them forward, you kill a unit, and then you take it off them just for a turn. 
like, even though if you don't score it, you're stopping them scoring it. So like, yeah. I think there's loads of different ways to actually play this mission, um, which I think is really cool. So I think sort of everyone has got game on it, whereas like some missions I think are so favoured to like or skewed to other armies. Whereas I think pretty much every army can actually play on this one. So I think it's a really good so, one for a tournament. So you know, you know, it says. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you know, it says uh, score one victory point if you're if you control two or more objectives for your two turns consecutively. Yeah. So if somebody controls it for a turn in between, that's their turn. But you you've controlled it for two of your turns consecutively. You still score the point. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I although although the for control for objectives is checked for at the end of each player's turn. Like, yeah, but but it says it specifically says your turns as opposed to just two turns. Yes, hundred percent. So you're, you're, yeah, so it's still scoring. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to like say yes without clarifying that you still do mm. score for you do still check who controls objectives. But this one overrides because of the wording on it. If that helps. Yeah, mm. yeah, like, but you can still, like, if you take it, it means mm. you're still, like, um, forcing them to play on their objectives, yeah. which means then they're yeah. not contesting yours. So when you sort of you oh, just keep okay. taking the middle one and then you get in that score more every mm. time, or you just uh, play on two objectives and just play seconds. Yeah. Uh, I see what, oh, so the, the extra victory point you can score for controlling more objectives than your opponent, that doesn't rely on you controlling it for two turns either does yeah. it so that's that's uh that's probably where you're also looking to pick up extra scores as well yeah i see what you're saying the oh, middle so is so important. yeah yeah super interesting. so you keep so if you, yeah, if so you, you keep trading on the center to keep reclaiming yeah. it you're still scoring over two turns right although it's going to suck when someone removes the one in your territory well yeah yeah, because uh, the one in the center doesn't have to be over two turns. It can just be one turn mm. because then you'll have to be controlling three to their two. And even though you've not done it for two turns consecutively, you still score the point because it just says if you control more than they do, it doesn't have to be consecutively. Mm. That's when you score the extra point. But then the, obviously they'll have the opportunity to do the same thing. So you'll have to... Uh, possibly try and dominate yeah that's cool interesting yeah i I think it favors like a bigger army but i'm not sure it'd be cool to play it and see uh so uh just thanks to team badges for resubscribing arky on the three i king on the chat it says controlled for two of your turns consecutively if you lost it at the end of your opponent's turn then you're not you've not controlled it for your turn you regain control it at the end of your turn that's a good point so some clarification on that one um uh that's we go rob we're hearing alerts by the way you shouldn't be hearing alerts i apologize uh, about that i'll try and resolve that if you have control at least one or, uh, or two yeah i think it's cool though like you know like if you um if you like you're saying like if you control it at the end of your turn and then they take it back and then you control it if you just take your opponent's objective with like three models and then they like at the end of your turn you've got it they then take it back if you take it back again in your turn you score that one yeah so like you can just like throw little things forward still um so yeah. yeah, I think it's really cool. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a a brain a brain. This one's gonna us. come down to secondaries like every time, I reckon. Yeah. Okay, that's a really good point. Thanks, Archeon Three Arking, for writing that up. I'm gonna write down power struggle is a word struggle. 
uh, for myself uh, and then go get some clarity on that one. Uh, I think I would probably, I don't know, Nathan, uh, how would you, how would you like judge that, right? Like right now, um, like not saying it's ambiguous, but how would you like? Uh, Yeah, I think uh, if you just read it quickly through the first time, uh, you might think that you have to control it and stop your, uh, if, if you can interrupt your opponent in your turn, that you might interrupt their controlling of it. But my reading is it, of it is that you don't. But uh, I don't know if that's what they're wanting to happen, if that's what they're intending. Um, so possibly an FAQ would be cool, like an example. Um, I think it has to be continuous. Like yeah. Is the point? I think that's what they're looking for. What? what uh, so okay, because because it definitely says for two of your turns consecutively. Um, I'm going to put continuous. You would have thought if yeah, if you would have said thought they without your opponent controlling yeah. it in between or something like that, which they haven't put so. Maybe that's not what they've intended, because you know it. This is probably the second or third time I've read it, uh, and I've picked. You know, that's a th- point that I've picked up on, and that's the third. You know, I've only read it a few times, so I would have thought that they would be aware of that point, and that this must be what okay. they've intended. But okay. it could that's be wrong. Points. Thanks very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd say, yeah, probably one for an FAQ, though. Okay, well, until then, I'm going to just decide it's continuous and then wait for an FAQ, basically. Like, you have to have held it continuously without your opponent gaining control of it for two turns to score a point. Okay, without without them. Uh, Yeah, for, like, for two of your player turns. Like... What's my player turn? If you're like, sure, you know, no problem. You that yeah, thing, the FAQ is a yellow card, and if you ask me again, it's a red card, and I throw a sponge at you. Uh... What do you mean by yellow? <laughs> what are colours and thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, next up, survival of the fittest. Incur. Only the mightiest may rule, and strength is proven at the edge of a blade. Commanders will unleash their greatest warriors against one another, thrusting, no, trusting in the primal laws of combat to determine the victors. So um, this, is, this has got a special rule called Top of the Food Chain. After armies have been set up, but before determining who is the first turn in the first battle round, each player must pick three different friendly units on the battlefield, starting with the attacker. These units are the predator units for your army. Problematic. Now, the victory points are... Uh, you score one victory point if you control at least one objective. Standard scoring. Score one victory point if you control two or more objectives. Standard again. Score one victory point if you control more objectives. Standard again. But then, score one victory point for each enemy predator unit that was destroyed by a friendly predator unit that turn. So if two predators meet... Um, one of them gets shanked in jail, I imagine. So that's uh, that's how this works. Uh, and then two for the, your battle tactics, uh, which is kind of fun because uh, I really I, I like this. Mm. I think this has got some uh, some some legs to it. 
um, in kind of who you pick to be your predators and who they pick to be your predators. Uh, you've got more territory this time, Nathan. It's bigger. You've got five boxes each, and all of the objectives are in the center again. Uh, James, I'm going to jump to you. Uh, I feel like you've got the most experience on this kind of subject. How do you feel about Survival of the Fittest? Uh, well, always being in prey because huh? I'm small. Um, always being prey because yeah. I'm small. Okay. Well, there's no prey. There's only predators. You're not allowed to pick prey. Two, three, oh, well, six predators enter. <laughs> not leave. <laughs> Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? I, this is an odd one for me because I think it's interesting that they basically chose the same objective deployment again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know the map's different, and in theory we've got some extra score for predators killing predators, but I think like it's that's a really odd one because realistically, like unless you've got a unit you know is going to annihilate theirs charging one you're like oh i've just given away a point it's really interesting actually because like so let's say i'm running the archeon host list right like i'm obviously going to pick archeon mm -hmm. to be a predator because then he's he's going to be the powerhouse yeah. to go and kill stuff obviously this is also a hilarious mm. battle plan to talk about all the time um so i'm going to pick him to be the predator and then but then like what's my opponent going to do in that situation because obviously i know my opponent's going to pick archeon to be the predator so do i pick three guys that are like never going to go near archeon so i did kind of do i give up ever trying to get the one bonus point and try and basically make it so that he never gets the three bonus points um, does that make sense yeah. Yep. So like there's yeah. there's some re and it's nice that you choose every time versus who you play. I love that. I think that's really cool. Adam, what do you think? Um of someone with a baby face walking into a room <laughs> full of forty year old men playing predators. Um I'm not kind of scared about this mission to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd definitely be a predator for Adam. Take it all <laughs> You're on board. Mom You're on board. <laughs> Nathan, how do you feel? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I just like the fact that it's it, there's a a little added something instead of standing around scoring points off of standing on special pieces of ground, you get to do you're going on a hunt effectively. So it's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I like it. I think it's uh, it's it's uh, yeah. I just like that not all the games are the same like standing around controlling pieces of ground which is sometimes a bit weird so this is you're actually going to go and target uh three units in your opponent's army and they're probably going to be the toughest units in their army and you're going to be using your toughest dudes so it's a fight of the toughest dudes versus the toughest dudes maybe or maybe you'll do some sneaky stuff like make one of the dudes a fungoid cave shaman and then he'll just blast people with his spore more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I think there are loads of ways to play this. I mean, you can play a lot like, you know, the church. You can mm. try and, like, attack their predators while defending your predators. There's loads of ways to play it, I think. Um, uh, Adam, have you got... What? What <laughs> Let's though? not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> the key point. Uh, Adam, any final thoughts on survival of the fittest? Uh, I'm definitely going to make one of the cockatrices a <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> 
I feel they should have used different language, but that's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, a predator is a word. It's got several It does. By. And we're always going to use What word this would huh? you use instead? <laughs> offender. That's what I choose. <laughs> choose three offenders. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, this, isn't, this isn't a war on words. I was just... You could, you could definitely, uh, yeah, do one of your cockatrices up with that special armor, that camouflagey armor. All right. What about this? Wears. What about this, Nath? Uh, what about sneaky dudes, sneaky fellas? You choose three sneaky fellas, and they choose three sneaky fellas. Doesn't have to be fellas. You... Oh, sneaky predators. All that. That's yeah. That's not. That's no. Okay. <laughs> Next one. Tech. Oh, go on, Nate. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say I went to. Uh, we uh, took the girlfriend on a safari trip yesterday, to yeah West Midlands Safari Park, and we went to the predator cage, which was full of lions. So uh, you were I can't believe you. Well, I can't believe you didn't call me to. I can't believe you didn't call me to bring me. It's genuinely gutted. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that was great. I had a giraffe licking my hand. A giraffe. Great. Anyway, there you oh. go. That was, yeah, licking. licking yeah, they, that's some big tongue, right? Yeah. Were, there, were the giraffes in Zimbabwe where you were growing up? Yeah, they didn't Why? lick our hands though. These are weird ones. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing. If you live near Birmingham, you have to lick <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's how we work. <laughs> right, next up. Tectonic interference from the uh, Fractum Crevasse wow, uh, to the coasts of Tusks. Fondia is rocked by powerful earthquakes. Two armies have met in the midst of such a series of tremors, seizing what ground they can before Gur's rage reduces it. So uh, this has got prime objectives. In this battle, there are prime objectives, unless noted otherwise. A prime objective cannot be removed from the battlefield, and there are three prime objectives. Um... And then you've got the alpha and the beta objectives. At the start of each battle round, before determining who has the first turn, roll a d3. The objective with the corresponding number is the alpha objective for that battle, and the other two are the betas. So in this situation, you score two victory points if you control the alpha, you score one victory point for each beta objective you control, and you score two for doing your battle tactic, um, and then three for your grand strategy. And they're all a big smash in the center. All three objectives, they're uh, 15 inches apart, which is actually, if you think about it, it's kind of really, like, really interesting um, uh, because it's a six inches control zone off both sides. There's only three inches between objectives for like, you know, like trading back and forth. So you can comfortably kind of like run between objectives and do all sorts of junky stuff, which is kind of fun. Um, I just think there's something fun to think about. So there we go. Tectonic interference. Uh, Adam, start with you. How do you feel about this one? Uh, I feel like it should be that meme with the bloke in the butterfly asking if this is shifting <laughs> objectives. Um, but... Is this shifting objectives? Shifting objectives? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, it's been, it's a fine mission, but I think uh, it's just, I always find these ones quite boring because you end up just sort of sat in the middle. Um, and then there's sort of not a lot of play. I think it would have actually been almost more interesting if you could actually burn one. And then there's only two that could be alpha or beta by uh, turn three or f turn three. Um, but like, it's fine, isn't it? Like, you're just going to smash in the middle and hope you uh, yeah. win. Like, 
Okay, Nate, what do you think? It's a bit, bit weird. Yeah, it's obviously meant to uh, to try and make armies that are a bit more uh, able to fight it out in the centre. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just squashed shifting objectives, it isn't is, it? It is just a squashed shifting objectives. Okay, um, uh, like I don't think there's loads to talk about on this one. Uh, it's just shifting objective, not that different. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how some armies play on this one compared to the others. Uh, especially because uh, obviously bonus victory points for holding more than your opponent. Um, oh no, it's not more, is it? It's just it's just different. It's alpha and beta. No. I probably wouldn't put this in a pack yeah. to be honest. This is like 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 me and, me and Adam said earlier, um, not to parrot on, but like you're not doing any of the secondaries or any of the cool stuff. So you're just like I'm just you're running at me, I'm running at you, and it's just like cool. Which one of us gets near this objective first? Uh, end game. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems really boring. Like, you still get, get them for doing secondaries. Yeah. Oh, points. yeah, the battle tactics. You still get them, sorry. Yeah, you still get the battle yeah. tactics uh, for two. But you don't get the primary one. The What's it called? The battle... The fucking over... Grand the one you put on you your do list. Get that. You do you get that. Oh, you get that as well. Oh, yeah. you... oh, sorry, you misled. <laughs> yeah, I think this is boring. I probably wanted to put it in a pack. Next up, Apex Predators. Amidst the Stormwreck Thunderscorn Peaks, two armies nice. have met at the site of an ancient tribal tomb. Should a war leader prove themselves worthy, the spirits of Gur will infuse them with a new power. Uh, so deployment and everything's all the same. Uh, the Altar of the Beast, the normal rules for objective market control and contesting objectives are not used. The only way to gain control of the objective are as follows. A friendly u- leader unit finishes a move other than a retreat move within three inches of the objective, and no enemy leader unit is within three inches of that objective. An attack made with a melee weapon by a friendly leader unit within three inches of the objective destroys an enemy leader unit within three inches of the objective. Once you've gained control of the objective, it remains under your control until your opponent gains it. Blah, blah, blah. Score one victory point if you control at least one. One, and it's normal scoring this point's on. Other than you score... Oh, no, it's normal scoring, right? Um, I'm just going to jump out here and say that this is probably this is probably one that I will never put in a pack ever, um, is what I'm going to say. Uh, so this is... Uh, this is place of arcane power. Uh, Adam, what do you think? Um, I think it's fitting that the leaders are the predators <laughs> this time. Um, I think that's probably good. Um, but like, yeah, it's just every time you've ever played, if you ever played arcane power, it's always just shit. Because if you have that one, but you play that army that has like two little heroes, and they're like, oh, you have sentinels, and then the sentinels shoot them off, and you go, oh, cool, I can't win anymore. Um, and every time you play it, it's always feel bad. Um, you're just making the the Big monster, which are already amazing better, in this edition. And they're good which enough. Are already now. amazing yeah. in this edition. They're fucking insane. If you've got Marathi, you auto win. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many uh, armies out there, like Archeon, Marathi. Uh, I mean, even Alarial. Like, she could fucking do some work in this. So there's a plus, I suppose. But I just think it's just benefiting those monster heroes even more when they Agreed. don't need it. Um, I think you should be looking at the armies. Yeah, yeah I, more. I, 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 now. I'm super so, against this, just... massively against this, as is the chat. James, what do you, what do you feel? Yeah, I, I think Adam's right. I think like what you don't want to encourage, isn't it, is everyone to have the same list anymore. Like, there's different ways to play. There always has been, but I think like with all those new tactics and things, we've added loads to the game. Like from the games I've played, like rally can be game changing can be a laugh the movement one can be a laugh like and then on this you're like oh i brought a marathi list she takes a point 
she stays there. Oh, I've also got a cauldron. That's pretty tanky too. Oh, there's two points sort of thing. Well, Rathi two points. <laughs> yeah. Because there's, there's, there's two, two of her. Oh, yeah. yeah. There is two of her. Yeah, she so oh. sits on two and then just goes, yeah, all right, you, you lose, dickhead. Yeah, and then you play someone, you know, like Beast of Chaos, and you're like, oh, what did you bring? And you're like, the only hero I have with five yeah. wounds. Yeah, also, or Gotrek runs in the middle and it's Great. like... Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. let's, let's keep yeah. this mission. There we go. All right, cool. This mission's yeah, great. So I'm Let's against this it. as a battle plan. So, uh, Nathan, unless you've got anything else, you can unless you can try and be the ray of positivity on an apex predator, let's move on. No, obviously, if it's in, if there's a chance that this is in a tournament pack and you want to win the tournament, then you're pretty much forced into taking yeah. a monstrous hero uh, and possibly, if you can, too. Or just take Marathi, like you say, or Nagash or somebody but like that. But you know what, yeah. though? If that's the battle plan that you're trying to achieve, and also, like, you're like, oh, I want... Like, if you call your event the King of the Monsters, yeah? Right? Then And you'll end up with loads of monstrous heroes, and you put this in there, then, like, you're you're tailoring your pack to... You want that, right? You want all the yeah. good monsters to smash face. And ultimately, I think this conversation yeah. is maybe a little bit more interesting if you have a tournament pack where you ban named characters. I think the game becomes a little bit more interesting, but Adam's point is still the same. A bunch of Sentinels potentially just delete you. Like, it's not our fault Sentinels exist. They exist, right? And they just delete characters from the game. Not even them, wind charges. Like, it's not even just Sentinels, yeah, like, is it? Yeah. There, yeah. So many things that can do it now. You've got the wind charges, you've got Sentinels, you've got Flamers still exist with Unleash Hell, because it's like, if you put something in the middle and they charge on with their little hero, you just go, ha Unleash Hell, kill their leader off. So we can't yeah. even take yeah, it yeah, at that yeah, point. That's true. So, like, there's so many units that can just snipe out heroes. There's so much magic that can snipe out heroes that it's just a bit of a but weird But what about the score seeker? He'd love this. Oh, Law Seeker's living his best life. Oh, Especially my God. Six He'd be like, the law is I win and you suck. That's the law. Um, that's, that's the big law. Okay, next up. Next up, because we can just fire past that one and never talk about it again. Um, uh, the Vice. If you do put uh, Apex Predators in your pack, I'll be disappointed. I just want you to know that. Uh, two forces have come to blows amidst the shadows of an ancient crevasse. As the battle unfolds, both generals discover that the chasm is gradually closing in around them. Uh, victory here must be oh, swift no. as any uh, for any hope of escape. This is super sweet because it's nice to know during lockdown that uh, the games designers were playing... Um, uh, they were playing battle uh, unknown player battlegrounds or whatever. Yeah, they were playing Fortnite. Fortnite. Um, <laughs> they, were play, they were playing. They were playing Fortnite, Fortnite with James. Uh, so, prime objectives. The adjustments battle are prime objectives, so they can't be removed. The vice at the start of the second battle round, before determining who has the first turn, each objective is moved to a new location as shown on the map. And at the start of the fourth battle round, before determining who has the first turn, remove three objectives from the battlefield. So one remains, and you place it at the center of the battlefield. So basically, you end up with four. Yeah, there are four. Yeah, it's just a circle. So there are four objectives that start in the corners. Then they get into the. They get closer to the center, those four objectives, on uh, the second turn. And then in the fourth turn, it's just one objective in the center. And uh, you score, and then it's scoring as before. So you score one victory point if you control one, one victory point if you score two or more. And so it's the normal store scoring, right, basically. Um, this one is fascinating because it rewards you scoring super early, and then you might as well just not play on turn four and five. 
Uh, but <laughs> kind of. I, I don't know. Like, it's, it, you start quite far apart as well. You'll start 30 inches away from your opponent, uh, which I think is really... I, I, is it how far do you start away from your opponent, actually? Just double check. No, 24. So, so you start 24, 24 inches away from your opponent, um, which uh, is going to be wild. So, uh, like, it's going to be really hard to push into their kind of territory and grab their objectives off them. Um, I don't know. Like maybe I'm being pessimistic on this one. Uh, uh, James, what do you think? I I play a lot of Fortnite, so I am keen to Warhammer. Okay. Uh, but but yeah, I think like any. I think like if you're playing eels, not looking at Adam. Um. And on turn one, you've got loads of mobility. You can take a load of points, score really high. Then I think it could be another one where there's not much of a game by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel like it would have benefited if it was kind of like when they come into the middle, they're worth more points. But we don't but have. They are. Yeah, I was saying they are more points, aren't they? Because if you yeah. control, if you control the one in the middle, then yeah. you're effectively scoring two because you're scoring, you're scoring three more. points. Yeah, you're scoring one for controlling objective. Yeah. One. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two you, points, you get sorry. two, two points. points. You don't yeah. get the control. So yeah. I think I almost yeah. feel like it would be made exciting if, like, on the last turn, you were scoring like I don't know, eight for that middle one, just because it would make it an absolute clash of titans in the middle. But you'd be like, well, if I outscore every turn. That last one doesn't matter, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, it does. Hmm. Nate, how do you feel about this battle plan? So, uh, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It, I think it favours armies that are stronger in the late game because I don't think you're going to be. F- There's going to be a big fight. Oh, I don't know. I, th- I it's a uh, toughie. I. Th- but I th- I do think it favors armies that are stronger in the towards the end of the game, so summoning and stuff like that. I think. Um, so if that's not your army, you are going to try. You're going to have to try and get ahead early because they're going to come back uh, strong. So when it's on the fourth battle round, so they they've got the chance of having two turns of scoring two points. So it's four points. And if you can't contest, then you're not going to be scoring any points. And uh, as Adam and James have already said, games it sounds like games are quite close anyway. Uh, four points is quite a big point swing. So, yeah. Uh, so I think this is a bit like what uh, Starstrike used to be, where uh, f- the game is decided later on as opposed to early on, which is well, I think I think I think you can make a mistake on this battle plan, right? I think you can put two small units at the back of the board, right? Because you're gonna wanna kind of like on to like you're gonna deploy your army basically where your two objectives are more towards the center. Hoping to get in the middle and fight your opponent for territory when it eventually lands there, right? You're basically gonna be like mm. guard dog in the middle, which means you're gonna put most of your forces towards the front and then you might not necessarily put anything like super defensive at the back of the board. So you might just use like a little five-man unit, a little ten-man unit to hold that back objective. If you think about Lumineth as an example, they're a kind of good, ex- like they're uh, ignoring like wind charges and stuff. 
are you going to put two units of 10 wardens in the backhand corners? Like, that means that they're not at the front. Like, what are you doing with your, like, army composition to defend those? And then if you just put five snufflers at the back, let's say, but then they're not near the guys at the front doing the buffing up, which they need to do. Mm -hmm. And so you put, like, five hoppers at the back or something. Then that means those shadow stonkers nip across the board and they could take that objective off you on that first turn as like a first turn gambit sort of a situation so like mm. um all those hurricane wind charges can just move 48 inches shoot fight clear that objective and then run back 48 inches like whatever any of those things could happen um is what i'm trying to say so yeah there's a if if this is in the battle pack you're really gonna have to say to yourself right I want to dog it in the middle. Like I want to go toe to toe, mano a mano, get the fists up, start dropping elbows. Yeah, just fucking breaking kneecaps. Let's go. But, but, back doors are open, lads. Yeah, you got to be careful. No one wants to get pincered in the butt. So, not what well, most some yeah, some people do, but and we have the amount of predators around. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot in these battle plans, at least. Something <laughs> you know. to think about. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to be one of the things uh, to think about. Is all I'm going to say. Um, I think it's the best mission in the. Thing. You like this one? No, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Okay, I think it's probably the one of the most. Like, it, it's one of those missions where you've got to be thinking two turns ahead, like all the time. Okay. Because if you uh, if you leave something like too expensive back, like you were saying, how are you going to then get yourself forward? Um, I actually think this is quite a good mission for the shitter armies, because um, like they've got more terrible units that they can leave behind. So things like Beast of Chaos, they can sort of like throw something shit out and it actually hampers the sort of top tier armies because like they're uh, like you, you talk about how you deploy and then how you unpack. Like it's really difficult to unpack in this mission because the way you deploy has to be different to how you'd normally deploy. Yeah, you sort of unpacked already and then you got pack yeah. up towards the center. But so it's yeah. how you deploy out and then come back in. Yeah, yeah. And if you're only like four or five inch move, which is actually quite a lot of infantry units, like you, you're going to struggle to bring it, yourself back in. So I actually think it's a really good mission. Like, I really, really like this one. It fucks your objectives, though. So I think that's why they've released it. Uh. Interesting. Oh, well, our objective markers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got a fucking... Well, you just put... Stupid. <laughs> just put, put them all out and then just activate the ones. So you need to sell more of them. Ah, yeah, you need more. There you go. Four, just by 52. Eight, you need nine. Do you sell them nines? How do we sell them in nines, James? We sell them in eight. Piss. Oh, so you'd have to buy two packs. There yeah. you go. Clever, James. <laughs> Clever work. Yeah. yeah. That one's really good. The person I never tried to be. Yeah. Sell so, so a pack of four quarter ones so that you can put <laughs> Also, have you uh, have you I not tr- thought have you that. not thought about have you not about, thought about the fact that they've uh, they've released the um, the ability to delete an objective just to fuck us, James, so that you have to move the the ring. Although we should just sell Slide a bunch them. of um, like you know like burning like like tea lights on fire situation. We're like, oh, that one's burnt now. Fuck that. Like, nah, just, everyone just got to just put an objective trick. coin in the middle and then take it away. Yeah, that works. That works. Well done. You've just got to do the magic trick where you like slide it Yeah, you've got to do the magic trick, the whole thing. I... Or that, maybe we do... yeah. we, um, we could do magic lessons. They'll be on the shop in an hour. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing it with the whole battle mat, so I get the different battle mat that's underneath. <laughs> whole thing. Uh, get it gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, next up, after the vice, the vice is the battle plan Tooth and Nail. Uh, in the drowned lands of Thondia, love Thondia, 
It can take days for reinforcements to navigate the bogs and marshes. Is everyone just here at the same time? What? Like every army just in this. It's place. on here. Everyone's in Gur. Yeah, yeah. We're all in Gur. No, the whole thing's in, in Gur. This... Yeah. So everyone's here now. Yeah, just literally everyone. Yeah. Did yeah. you not hear? Oh no, I didn't. Did you not hear? So what basically happened was Arkham was like eight points, not cool anymore. Right. Let's go to Thondia. Mm-hmm. And then everyone was like, oh, if Arkham said it's probably cool. And then oh, the gash right. was like, oh, he need some souls. He's the influencer he of all out defense. He's the influencer of the mortal realms. He's on TikTok yeah. in Thondia, being like, "This is the place to go." He's drinking some Grey Goose. Yeah, people are flocking to him. He's like, "This is a paid promotion for Thondia hotels." Uh, he's got Wait, that. They say I didn't think we used paid promotions in Games Workshop things. Uh, they've started to. I thought you, we didn't tell. We don't. We, no, no, you don't tell people about those, do you? <laughs> I mean, legally, you need to. <laughs> I'm just going to point that out, but. <laughs> <laughs> not important not important thanks Rattatron for resubscribing big love to you um, right uh, I'm not in girl like the, the... <laughs> I'm not in girl like Cummings I've told everyone to fuck off and I've gone on holiday <laughs> alright so Tooth and Nail has got two very interesting rules number one no reserves yeah all, un- all units must be set up on the battlefield before the battle begins love that if a unit is set up in reserve, all of the models that are stormcast in the unit are slain and the unit is destroyed or stormcast or whatever. Yes. I mean, there's this loads, though, now, isn't there? There's yeah. loads. Like, when those first came right. out and I was a stormcast player and it was like, oh, only buggers me. Whereas now, loads. Loads of yeah. things get ruined by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. This is great. Good. Yeah, good is all I'm going to say. Uh, Ebert, thanks for resubscribing. Like, very happy with this. Uh, next up is fatigued warriors. Summoned units cannot shoot or charge in the turn in which they were added to your army. This should be a general rule. I agree. Yeah. This should be in all games, like no matter what it is. Summoned units can't do shit the turn of the summon. Mm-hmm. There you go. I agree. Like it'll make the whole game better. Uh, so yeah, this is this is pretty key. The fatigued warriors thing. So it's gonna that negatively affects those summoning armies that rely on. Uh, those late game summons, uh, Sinesh, uh, an army that rely on late game summons, early game summons, and also uh, points reductions in the future. I hope. Uh, they, it's although they can still score, can't they? So they can still score. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Nick. I do look. I quite like the idea though that like some summoning that makes sense on. So like the slaves to darkness one where you can bring marauders on a board edge ravagers. I think. Yeah. And. Uh, they come and they're like, oh, I've been running for five turns, bloody knackered. And then it's like, oh, I've brought these these demons from the demon realm and they get there and they're like, was Do you know how much work it is to come through like those energies? Like, through yeah, like, yeah four, it's why um, when I summon ten. things, they're not painted and I pretend like it's energy coming up. Four like, out of ten hardness. I do it yeah, all the man. time. <laughs> Rob summons me to Nottingham occasionally and I'm always there. <laughs> but you don't charge anyone when you're here. Uh, that is you true. never charge anyone or shoot <laughs> anyone, and even though I've told you it's kind of a pastime of the of the city, uh, you just aren't you don't get involved. Um, bit of bow crime. <laughs> a bit of bow crime. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, can these please fuck off with bloody awkward deployment zones? Yes, I agree. Because even though it looks like it's five blue squares, because you start twenty four inches away, that isn't how it's going to be. Uh, it, just bring some string. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, an, oh, it's not hard. Just uh, eighteen inches. Oh, thanks, Dave. Even though you start eighteen inches apart, this is uh, this is still going to be a problem. 
because you have to measure from the points, so it becomes weird circles. Uh, you just don't see the weird circles, and that's great fun. Great fun. You don't see the weird that's circles. True. And nor do I wish to. <laughs> I always see the weird circles. What's wrong with this? <laughs> do you not always see the weird circles? <laughs> I can see them. Right, so uh, Tooth and Nail, it's got four objectives. One deep in your territory, and then two on the borders uh, here. And it's the, the regular one. How do you guys feel about this particular battle plan? Oh my god, my chair's got rollers. Uh, I'd just like to shout out everyone, by the way. Uh, Twitch chat. Um, thanks for donating money to get me an office chair. I've got one now. Fucking sweet. Uh, anyway, just thought I'd bring that. Anyway, uh, what do you guys think? Can they donate me some money. Uh, yeah, I'd quite like yeah, some money. One pound uh, is what you get. Thank you. Uh, just mainly, if I'll give you five pounds if you clean up that back. That's whatever's happening there. I'm moving, aren't I? <laughs> like this is all being moved out. He's packing. Uh, evicted for yeah, uncleanliness. Uh, James, what do you think of this battle you... plan? Uh, uh, I, oh, you're just being a stormcast bitch because you don't, can't deep strike. No, no, I quite. <laughs> I have to say, I quite like the ones where you can't deep strike because I think, like, I think I've played long enough now to remember that stupid Skaven one that I also kind of loved. Right. And then it got put in every tournament pack because someone was like, "Pay 325 points for a battalion, will you? How about you lose a game?" Um. So I, I always think they were quite interesting. The deployment is already triggering me. That's a sad day. Um, yeah, other than that, I, th- I really like the summoning rule. So this can have like a 7 out of 10 for just affecting summoning. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Nathan, how do you feel about this one? Oh, I think it's going to be a good yeah, one. Yeah, me too. It's not that complicated. Uh, there's prime objectives in this on there mm-hmm. as well, which is cool. So there's going to be some play around the burning of the objective. Um, I don't see a problem with measuring from points, so that's fine. <laughs> um, Good. Yeah. Uh, solid enough. Uh, no reserves. Yeah, I guess that affects some armies. Uh I'm not sure I like that part of it, but other than that, the fatigue warriors makes up for it. Uh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in. Okay, good. All right, next up is Feral Foray. Uh, the Great Excelsis Road is littered with the remains of convoys preyed upon by beasts of the wild. Often supplies remain amidst the ruins, and so two, and, uh, and so two armies have arrived, each seeking to carry off the abandoned loot before the enemy can do the same. Um, so it's standard stuff, but uh, there's no prime objectives on this one. You've got raiding objectives. From the start of the second battle round, after you score one, a victory point, you can raid one objective that you control. That's wholly within your ter- opponent's territory, and that's within one inch of friendly unit. If you do so, you score one additional victory point. The objective is then removed from play. You cannot raid more than one objective per turn. And then it's standard scoring from that point onwards. Uh, and there are six objectives uh, in this particular one. So six objectives available. Um, uh, and uh, it's all about burning from round two. Now you start, how far apart do you start on this one? You start um, nine, 18 inches away from each other in this one. Um, so you are able to control all of your objective, you know, kind of screen out your objective on the first turn. 
which is quite nice. Uh, and it's one of the broadest battle plans, obviously, like uh, spread across, uh, but it's still very central. How do you guys uh, feel about the Feral Foray? James, you got any thoughts? I think like the most interesting thing about this one being, I guess, similar to where we've been before, um, is that they're all closer together, aren't they, than they used to be? So, I well, think there, it... there were more of them before, weren't they? Scorched Earth. Yes, yeah. there were more of them. Yeah, so there were more, but I think are they closer together in general anyway, because of the board shrinking? They are closer together. They're going to be, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that'll be really. It'll be one of those really interesting ones, like. And this isn't a plug, uh, because I'm sick of packing objective rings at the minute anyway. Um, but um, the first time I think we did, I think when we had to hand cut them out and we put them on stream, one of them was Scorched Earth. And I remember being like, oh, it's the whole battle. Like the whole battle is an objective. Mm. So I think for me, actually, just looking at this one, it'll be interesting to to set it up and just be like, oh, like, the middle of the board is an objective and then you've got these two flanks that probably are good for flanking and trying to get round someone but actually you're never going to score on them mm. um so I, I like the concept that you've almost got like a middle aisle and then you can take a risky like foray to the side that might stop a unit scoring of your own so yeah that, it looks pretty interesting and it's nice to see uh that it's just flat two points now yeah yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the interesting things is uh, that it's like I told you, there's only three inches between your objective uh, in your deployment and your next one if you're going sideways. However, there's only 10 inches between the edge of your objective and the edge of their objective um, when you follow these grid lines, which isn't a lot. Like you're going to be able to engage because their front line for the screen will be right at the front of that objective, which means you can leave your yeah. objective from the front line. And it means you're like you're trading quite nicely. I know that's not one of those uh, things that like is very obvious when you look at this. But actually, if you if you realise that actually you're on the edge of your deployment, that means if they strike you, you're controlling your deploy your objective still, and they're not hitting you. However, if you get the turn, let's say you're able to push out, and you've only got to go sit ten inches, which with your movement four even at the slowest is only a six inch charge. So, like they're very close to each other. Um, on these, but go on, but yeah, uh, but you have to be within one inch to burn it. Yeah, no, but to control it off your yeah. opponent is more what I'm getting at. Yeah, 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 to control. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's going to be interesting deciding when to burn it, and also the turn three burn is going to be interesting as well because you're you going to burn one of yours or one of theirs or what's going to happen? It's going to be very interesting because uh, obviously you get. A point if you burn it if you're doing the control thing but if you're just burning up because it's turn three because it's the realm gone crazy thing then you're not going to score that point so what you going to do yeah no i agree with you i'm not sure if that's not too strong an ability like ultimately like does that just just that just make the game like null and void like you can't really plan any tactics at all like you, you could just push a flank do something really well like play a quality game and then, like, someone's like, oh, no, you can't have that objective because of the priority role. Turn yeah, three. you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, but then you're on for, a, then you play, get to play the turn and then hit another objective. Yeah, it's true. That's... They're so close together that if they, if they burn mm. the one that, they, that you're on, then you go, all right, I'll move all the shit that I had here and just move it on to the next it's one. True. Is it, is it like, optional to burn yeah, yeah. it? 
the turn three thing because there are cases where you're not going to want to burn them because you want to burn it to get the points and you don't want to burn your own because you want to be controlling so i guess if you're controlling because it's more isn't it so maybe you burn your own you Potentially, might be burning your own more than theirs. I think you burn your own every time. On this so, movie. so it, it just to, just to be clear for point, everyone right? at home, when you mean burn, what you mean is is use the use the ability on turn three from the battle pack to remove yeah. an objective as opposed to burn it because that doesn't get you any bonus points, right? Yeah, the predatory realm or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. So what they're talking about is removing your own and then burning your opponents as opposed to burning all the things which is fun don't get me wrong but like not uh like a tad confusing i think for people at home yeah. um yeah uh well i think it's going to be a fun fun one to play this yeah but the turn that turn turn three priority is going to be again super strong probably as strong as that other one uh that we uh thought might be too strong okay the second one yeah all right, next up, power in numbers. Two f- I'm excited about playing that one, by the way. I think that that one looks like it's going to be a really fun one. Um, reckon it should be in every pack. Oh, you really think so? Ooh. Yeah, I reckon that's like a scorched earth. Because like, it plays so similarly. Like, I just think it's like a really interesting game to play. I think if you put that in game three or four uh, in your pack, I think it'll be a really interesting one to throw in. Okay. All right. Even game five, I think it'll be really cool. I think you play it in that three, four, or five. What game? about in game one? Or two, uh, or four, I, or three. I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> or three. Uh, one. I actually think one or two would be a terrible mission. Why? <laughs> like, because um, then you can just face roll whoever you. Because one or two, you obviously you're not playing evenly, yeah. are you? You're playing randoms. So like, this is definitely a game that you can, if you know what you're doing and you're a good player, you can absolutely destroy whoever you're playing against in game one. Whereas I think it's going to be a really equal playing field mission on like game three, four, or five. Okay. I need to be a really good one. Like Scorched Death has always been. Scorched Death is always the best one. Uh, power in numbers. Next battle plan. Two factions have been locked in a struggle, and it's the valleys of the Cronspine Range for days. With no victory in sight, both generals opt to commit their forces to a final brutal engagement. Uh, so there are no prime objectives, but there is a special rule called the backbone of success. If there are any battle line units within six inches of an objective, then only models from battle line units can contest that objective. So obsec, obsec. So battle line are better here, which personally, I actually think that might be one of the reasons that we see this played more um, uh, or put into battle packs more because you get special rules obviously for monsters and monstrous heroes and heroes anyway so this is one of those ones that kind of bring battle line back into the the, the game as it will um so victory points uh, each player scores victory points at the end of each turn and their turn score two victory points if you complete the battle tactic you pick that turn starting from the second battle round at the end of each of their turns a player can destroy one or more of the objectives they control in order to score the following victory points um if you can if you've held it for one turn you score one if you've held it for two turns, it's scored two. If you've held it for uh, three turns, it's four. And if you hold it for all eight, uh, sorry, all five turns, it's worth eight points. Um, Imagine if there was eight turns then. Uh, I know. So much better as a game. Um, <laughs> I'd love it. So it's just better part of Valor. Yeah, it, it's just it's, yeah. Yeah, it's better part of Valor, basically. Uh, and I think the battle line thing is stupid. Why? Why do you not like the battle line thing? Because a lot of armies have terrible battle line and literally take the minimum of three. Um, and then you have armies such as Deepkin, which have everything in their army's battle line. 
and then you have more Sargard, which are actually fucking great still. Are still going to dominate. You've got things like uh, Daughters of Cain. It really benefits the top armies and really punishes the bottom armies. Okay, let's think about. Well, I mean, going off what we knew about which were the top armies in AOS three, like, and obviously us predicting what we think might be the top armies in. Sorry, what were the top armies in two, and what we think are the top armies in three? Yeah, I hear. I hear what, Pretty much the same. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Like, uh, like you look at it, like a lot of the bottom armies. You're looking at uh, Beasts of Chaos. Their lists are going to be a bit. Like you, you usually take your minimum battle line, right? You're looking at. Uh, but don't forget, Skyfires can re-roll, re-roll their shooting attack now, so they are in a much better position than they were. I suppose you can just put all out defense on all your battle line, uh, and then just like keep them there. <laughs> but I do, I think it just like benefits your uh, top armies m- more than you you realize in this battle plan. I think also one of the things that you're not seeing again when you look at the map is that you deploy inside your territory, right? Like, so you aren't deploying on the whole of the objective. So someone might be able to throw a battle, like teleport a battle line unit over. So let's say you're not holding your three objectives, although why you aren't, I'm not sure, with your three battle line units. Or let's say they just shoot your battle line unit off and they teleport or charge a battle line unit on. That means that they kind of outscore you, um, even though you've got maybe more bodies on them or whatever the situation. Uh, but it could be something fun. Nathan, how do you feel about this one, baby? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I was a fan of, what was it called before? Again? BPVOV, better part of Valor. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, the battle line thing is kind of interesting if you've got a bias against heroic monsters, the likes of Marathi and Archeon and stuff, um, which I tend to, but uh, <laughs> but it does <laughs> it does mean that it, it yeah it's a bit cuck for those guys as well. So yeah uh, yeah, so it's a little bit meh, I guess is my opinion. Uh-huh. Just based on that, I mean, much in the same way as the. The one that was uh, where it ben- benefited the monstrous heroes overly, then this, you know, this is uh, in a similar vein for those armies that have got skinks and eels and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, skinks are going to love this one, aren't they? Well, I think people are pointing out that Sons of Behemoth will also love this as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's this is, the the, this is their well. new focal points. They love this mission yeah. now. Yeah, so they just run forward and they're like, I win. Yay! Uh, which is super nice. Uh, James, how do you feel about this this one? Yeah, I, I think, like, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because what Adam's saying is kind of right, which is rare. So, <laughs> um, what they've tried to do is help those armies probably off the top of their head where they're like, oh, they have loads of, like, loads of battle line units that they can get much use out of like in theory you should still see like large piles of battle line and probably like skaven maybe in beast of chaos like any of those armies where you can get them in 20s yeah so not many i guess and then like obviously when we look at eels there's three of them so maybe in someone's head they were like oh if they're bringing 20 you know like um what are the little guys called in Beasts of Chaos? Go- Ungor. 
Ungor. Oh, they're bringing 20 Ungor. Like, if someone charges three MSU eels at her, they'll be fine, them lads. They'll outscore. <laughs> and what they don't realise is they're dead. <laughs> no, because they can use all out defence and they're going to be fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are they a big yes, winner? They're a big winner. They're a big winner. Argu- arguably one of the bigger defense. winners. Um, okay, better part of Valor. Uh, maybe not something to be loved there because of the battle line thing. Interesting thoughts. Um, finally, is it finally? Uh, it is. The veins of Gur. Ley lines of Ooh. arcane power cross Thondia, many of which connect to, in some form to the lands around Excelsis. Two forces have met upon such a ley line to do battle, little realizing that their deposits of amberstone here will reduce even the most aloof to raging beasts. So, uh, the special rule mm-hmm. for this one is Realmstone Veins. Three objectives are set up during the battle. The first objective is set up at the start of the second battle round before determining who has the first turn. The second and third are set up at the start of the third battle round before determining who has the first turn. Each objective corresponds to a line on the battlefield. See the map. When setting up the objective, roll 2d6 and set them up on the corresponding place. The prime objectives. Objectives in this battle are prime objectives and they can't be destroyed. And then victory points. Score a number of victory points equal to the number of the current battle round for each objective you control. And then you score two victory points if you complete the battle tactic and grand strategy and blah, blah, blah. And it, this is called Star Strike. That's what this is called. The Veins of Gur. Is this Star Strike? Is this Star Strike? Is this GHB the old GHB? <laughs> well, we didn't get to play 2020. That's true. Play, so. That's yeah. true. Um, uh, so Star Strike is back, and it's interesting how that will really interact because uh, obviously you don't score the core mechanics for scoring right now. Um, uh, yeah, and I think uh, this this one's this one's really interesting um, because oh. you won't the how the primary scored is is I I would say very interesting. Uh, Nathan, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, the primary is going to be quite uh, an important part of yeah. scoring especially towards the end of the game um the thing to note also is it's more likely to fall on the outside than it is on the inside for the for the two that fall on the edge of the territories yeah. in right. turn 16 percent chance in the middle thanks very much Adam. okay good work or something like that maybe like you know <laughs> Did you just guess a number? I'm pretty sure it's like a 16.84 yeah. or something. But... There we go. Roughly. Yeah. Oh, there so, you go. There we go. Five twelfths, one sixth, five twelfths. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's cool. Uh, Starstruck was always interesting. or uh, Obviously favours armies that are better at late game as well. So, bring out your summoning armies, etc, etc. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think, Adam? Um, I used to really like Star Strike. I think I convinced you that it was a good mission when you were doing your uh, packs and stuff because uh, I really like the fact that it's a late game scoring. Um, but I think in the way, again, like all the other missions that have had slightly different scorings, I think it's really weird that this is still here. Um, I prefer like the new way of scoring to how this is scored like it used yep. to be. I feel like they should just like bin this off and just bought in what is now considered like an AOS 3 mission, whereas this feels like very much an AOS 2 mission. I still think it's a good mission. I still think you should put it in your pack. I just think it feels weird. I would agree mm. with that. I, like, I would say now we're at the end of all of the missions that actually my key takeaway uh, is actually that, that it feels like they, they did a whole new way for a scoring 
and then they were like, but we'll just rehash these battle plans. Like, it, it feels very odd to me personally because, like, I, I quite like the... I, like, do you know what? I'm kind of like, let's embrace the new. This is the... I'm not saying it's better or it's worse, but I'm like, this is the new way that, that you want us to score primaries and secondaries now. So let's do that and let's see how it plays. Similarly, though, like, I like the old way of us scoring, like, and us running on objectives and, and doing all that jazz. I thought that was I thought that was a really great way of playing Warhammer, and I was really excited about it. But, like, I do feel that, like, there seems to be a big disconnect, like you said, Adam, with how you score or how they, like, reinvented scoring. And then they've just been like, oh, but lol, here are the old battle plans. You're like, okay, this is this is a weird one. Uh, Nate, yeah, it just feels weird. It does weird. feel weird. It just feels right. like there's a disconnect, is what I'm going to say. Nate, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I quite like the fact that there's different ways of scoring. Mm-hmm. That it's not all the same thing of just standing around on pieces of ground scoring points uh and these ones you know effectively doing a very similar thing but that's why i liked the the predator one where you've got you, you're doing something yeah, yeah, else yeah. other than that's just standing reason, on bits of ground mm-hmm. so uh so to me the fact that this way scores different to those and uh is actually a bonus and that's why i, I would like to see this one in tournament weekend packs uh, and the Predator one and all of that sort of stuff. All right. No, I, I'm with you. James, you got any thoughts? Because I've got, I've got a big thought, actually. So just love to talk to you about it. I, for me, like, I think this one, the weirdest part about this one, and I know we've kind of talked about it before, but actually when I was looking at, I think probably just the ones from the core rule book, it was quite interesting. I think when we talked about it on the show, a week ago, two weeks ago, when we saw those ones, there was that interesting point where we're like, actually, like the secondaries matter as much as the primaries. Like your these choices are as important as trying to play the map. And then you look at ones like this, and you're like, oh, cool, I can score no secondaries, but purely play for primaries and win anyway. And that's kind of okay. Nice. Um, uh, so uh, does it? It does feel though like you might be able to win a game without even scoring a battle plan objective, apart from the ones you capture on deployments. Says Iceman, I would say that this is fine. Uh, now, uh, actually, I think for me the biggest takeaway is that I've never felt this way before. But th- <laughs> emotionally, if if we take if we take the uh, each one of the battle plans pretty much has some sort of special rule. So ignoring the ones where you like where it's the the you know it's the Fortnite one yeah or Star Strike where they all kind of land and everything else I actually think you could take the special rule from each scenario for instance the one where you can't deep strike and you can't summon um or summoning you can't charge or whatever that one yeah and then you can just move the objectives around because of the grid system so you could be like okay th- we're going to play the these two rules whatever they are from that particular one, or the Predator one, for example, you could take that and then you could just play that on uh, like a focal point, like a five objectives kind of focal points or a battle plot for the plan sort of shape. Yeah, Yeah? like you could change where the objectives are. And because of the grid system, because it's like, it's just different. I've never really thought this through before, but they're so similar really in some cases that actually you can kind of change where the map is and then also like, or at least your deployment zones and then still follow like the 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 secondary kind of like key change and that means you've got like a lot of combinations 
of battle plans that you could potentially produce, which is quite fun. So you could play like a uh, one of the battle plans, but you could play from uh, with different objectives in different places. But it's still that same core mechanic. And I think actually over the course of the year, if you were playing a lot, then actually that would really add some really nice variety, like to two games. Or you could play the same battle plan you know, a couple of times with your mates because you both really like that special rule. You're like, oh, let's play Predators today, which will be super fun. But we'll just do the, the, we'll use the different objectives from the different battle plans. And I think that could be a really fun thing to do. And actually, I hadn't thought about that before, but I actually think you could you could make something really fun. You could do a whole tournament, in fact, where you have the mm. same one rule. A predatory weekend. A, predator, yeah. a weekend of Predators is what you could call it. Um, yeah. that... <laughs> the predator weekend. The predator weekend coming soon from the honest war gamer. Uh, one hundred. The predators away. away. That's it. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> predators will triumph. Is maybe what we'll call it. Um, but yeah, you could mix it up. And actually, that's really really exciting, right? Because uh, there aren't loads of battle plans. Some of them aren't perfect. Uh, I think we got to the stage where we developed them a lot. Uh, and you could just do a bunch of different fun stuff. So actually, that's really good. But I agree with Adam. I also think that there's that kind of that weird dichotomy. But then I also kind of like with Nathan, because if I end up hating the new scoring system, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I hate this. It sucks. Then I can just be like, cool, let's just play Star Strike, or let's just play, um, you know, better part. Like, let's play uh, whatever the... Five yeah, or, yeah, or the, the win, the um, marking territory one. We'll just do that. Let's just play GHB yeah. <laughs> Let's just play GH twenty twenty with the new scoring system. Let's do that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I played the scoring system twice now and I honestly don't want to play the other way anymore. Like I played yeah. it and I, I genuinely think it's so much better to how it used to be. And the game felt even though the score seemed so like I was saying like it was a thirty sixteen score. That seems like a massive score, right? But actually oh. the whole way through it felt very close. Um, but uh, I, I just I feel like after playing it how it is now, I just feel like the old missions seem a bit shit. Um, and I think the way you were saying like they're not different. If you've got the little special rules in each game, you could literally like just they could have just brought out a load of fucking cool missions and just played it in the same scoring, and you would find that every mission is very. That's different. what I'm saying. That's, what, that, very, that, very that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying, right? But that's what I mean. Yeah. Like I, I just don't like the old scoring anymore. I think if we just fucking move on, just leave it behind. Fucking let's just go. Let's play some new James, shit. James, how do you feel about that? A push for the new. Yeah, I, I think uh, I almost feel like, and I probably shouldn't, um, but it almost feels like maybe they wanted to completely reinvent the game and then at the last minute remembered a guy burning his dark elf army and were like, oh, I'll put a couple of the old ones in. <laughs> Just, just, oh, we don't, we don't, our shares have gone up double. Let's not have an Iron Joy's army burn. It doesn't look good for the environment. Yes. Let's just put the old ones in. <laughs> okay. But... And, and I think that's probably the problem. Um, the only, I guess, maybe the positive that we take away from this is maybe there's enough 
of those new scoring ones that we never have to play the old scoring ones between this book and the core rule book because I think there's three match play ones mm. in there. I, I, I like so Archie on the three. I King has pointed out that eight of the twelve new scenarios use what I'm now calling classic victory points. So the ones that like Adam says that he kind of wants to move on from. Which is two thirds, right? Two thirds are going to be the the older scoring system yeah. with only four of the new ones. Which is which is why if you wanted to run a tournament only using the new scoring system only, like the hold one, hold two, hold more, then what you would do is you would like you could potentially just mix around where those objectives are, where the deployments are, choose from other battle plans, yeah, and then and the grid system is great for that, right? Like you could put so eight eight use new scoring, so it's eight use new, four use old, so eight is now the classic because it's more. So like there's there's enough for a weekend to just play the original system or like the new system and there's four that are the old. JT oh, is there stuff. four that are the old ones? Yeah, 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 and it's eight that's new, so that's the classic. Oh, okay, all right, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Nathan, do you want to see a mix and match at events or like would you like to just learn the new? Yeah. <clears throat> no, I want to see a mix and match. I want people to be struggling to think. <laughs> and also, if uh, they wanted to. Stop people burning Iron Jaws armies. I should have chosen a different one than Starstruck. <laughs> That's super fair. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, very interesting. Still so much to learn, right? And again, just kind of feeling that holding pattern while we wait for those FAQs this weekend. That's going to be that kind of key takeaway. Uh, so excited to see what that does for all of the armies. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Not that I, I don't necessarily think that tons of stuff needs FAQs. I think we're going to see big overhauls for some armies. I think that's what we're going to see um, via the weekend. So that's actually really exciting. So it's a free digital update coming this weekend, which is amazing, right? <clears throat> so... Um... The, they're not using the app anymore, are they? So where are the digital Oh, updates? Oh, my God. We haven't Just even... No, so sorry. Side. We'll go back to the news section from two hours ago because we haven't even talked about this live on air yet in the news section. So we'll end on this. Yes. Hey, Dan. Big love to you. Hope you're well. And all the guys in, uh, <laughs> in the team. Um, the app is going away. The, the no, fuck you. Into the fucking sea. Okay, Shut up. Let's go to the new right? shit. Uh, I'm <laughs> gutted about this. Nathan, how are you feeling? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the app was the... Like, the tits? The, yeah, it was the best thing probably about the Agreed. whole game. Uh, other than the models and the people and the game. But yeah, it was super good. So hopefully the new app will be as good. Or better. Yes. Like all new things are. Like the 40k app? No, not like that. Like, but I no. like that app. Nope. No, Nathan, the, the 40k app, app uh, didn't work super great, is how I'm going to describe it. Um, but is it working no, now? It's great. not working now. Works really well for new players. It, so, it's not but... working now at all. I just, well, it works a bit, I think. James, how do you feel <laughs> about the death of uh, the Agency Mar app? Uh, so I think, I think I said this the other day. What I would like to say, like I like Azia, it's always been You're good. Wrong. That's the and worst it, decision. And now I, I actually I like I like I like having the war scrolls on my face. No, that's not Azia. Azia is the list building part of the Sorry. app. The 
best bit of the Which app is, is the is all of the water yeah. for free. Like I've gone in and out of having Azir and not having Azir. Lots of time I've had it. I know it never gets updated, uh, but it's super easy to be on your phone, like wondering somewhere and like, oh, does this work? Oh, no. Does this work? No. And sometimes it's because it was never updated and sometimes it's because it's a bit of a bag of crap. But I've always just gone on the kind of thing that occasionally they bill me for it and I forget I'm paying for it. And I'm like, oh, it was 99p. I've paid for four months. I've used it once, but it was less than a pint. And I think so loads of the times and all the times when we moaned about it on the show, um, like I have to say there were loads of points where I was just like, it's just so cheap. Like it cost me a year less than like two pints in a pub these days. So fine. I'm happy. Uh, so like i'm gonna be i'll be serious i'll be i'll be the serious guy because apparently everyone wants to dick dick around like so just let's be serious for a second the very best way that games workshop ever got a huge crowd the massive upsurge for age of sigmar came because of that app it was free to download all the war scrolls were free and you could build your list for free on war scroll builder on a website it was fucking gold it was so easy now if you want to play 40k you don't know what the fuck anything is unless you buy a book. Like, you just don't know what the fuck it does. Yep. Unless, or you go on Wikipedia. Like, you don't know what anything is. Yeah, so then you buy a book and you think, oh, okay, I might take this stuff. Oh, where are the points? Oh, they're at the back of the fucking book. You can only buy a book. It's no digital content. Like, you can you ha- yep. can only buy the book. And the book is how you, like, so, and that's going to happen in Age of Sigmar. No digital books available to buy. You have to buy the physical book, get a code, and put it in your fucking dumb app. Yeah. The app didn't work also when they did this for 40k. So like, but like, regardless of what we get in the future, they are mental because it was so good for the community and also growing the gaming scene. It was huge. Like it was huge. It was just like you would like you would just say to someone, be like, ah, oh, lead belchers do this. Be like, what the fuck do they do? Like looking up, be like, oh, they fucking do that. That's pretty good. Or like someone would be like, ah, oh, I like yeah. I'm running uh, a stonehorn. Like like it's there. You'd be like, oh sweet. I'm just gonna look up on my app what the fuck a stonehorn does while you move your models. Yeah, because I don't need to. You're not brought your book with you or anything else. Like it was so fucking user friendly. I loved it, and it's so sad it's going. It's fucking dumb. Least of all, like, I mean, not least of all, but, like, also, one of the problems is that people like Nathan, who bought all of his books on the app, are like, where the fuck do my books go now? Like, are they going in the new app? And they've been fucking super quiet about that, and it's definitely not going in the new app, and they're basically going to... Oh, yeah, they've said it's not going in the new app. Yeah, yeah. And that's fucked as well. Like, and also the... the... Maybe you'll get them all for... uh your subscription like so you know in the 40k app they you got all of the book stuff that you like you didn't to begin that, with yeah. yeah so like but so like all the old books were already included and then it was only new shit that you had to buy which meant which invalidated everyone's purchases to a degree but the other point is is the 40k app and this to me is actually pretty massive the 40k app if you buy the because you can't buy the digital book in the 40k app it's just not possible right so in the um yeah, you just can't do it. So what you do is you and, and the reason that they do that is so they have to give no money to iTunes. That's the point. Yeah. So you buy yeah, a book yeah. for the full price, no problem, and then you put the code in the app. So that they're, they're like, ha, iTunes, we don't have to give you thirty percent. Like, that's what they do. But when you do that in the forty K app, you don't get any of the narrative. They don't upload the story as well. Like it's just the rules. And that's shit, man, because if you're like going on like a flight 
like and you've like downloaded the book ahead of time you'll be like cool i'm gonna give this a read if you're in london and you're on the tube and any of that or if you're wherever the fuck nathan is in a garden somewhere probably don't have wi-fi you know or like data so like he's just like oh yeah i'll look at some gibbs uh, story again for the 832nd time like and <laughs> yeah, story, great yeah. story though right uh <laughs> and i'm just gutted i think it's really sad and i think it's really rubbish and it's like it's a it's a big big mistake on Case Workshop's part, and it's and on, off the back of what seems to be a pretty nice addition, like everything else is. But it could be a really good app. We've not seen it yet. Like it could be basically the exact same. It could thing. be. Well, so new including shit. So, so like I think... you got. I think you got to wait until you see yeah, the new true. app before you can like fully because at the moment it could be like it could have better user face. Like it could be better how it is. Like better it could be shit, face. but it could be better. Yeah, mate, I fucked up that face. Like, <laughs> like fuck me. Like it could be better. You know what I mean? Could have a better user Interface. face, but the user will be your face, Adam. So, like, <laughs> oh my god, yes, <laughs> that's the user yes, face is your face <laughs> versus fucking. Oh, we can have dance off in the app. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Nathan, come on, talk yeah. to me how you feel because you and me have used the app since the beginning, right? Well, it's fucking great. Yeah, 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 exactly. If, uh, yeah, I mean, if if it if it goes the way you say it's going, then yeah, sad face indeed. Because uh, yeah, I like to have the books and the app, and I like to be able to just read the other war scrolls from different all the different armies. Yeah, agreed. So if that's not something that's going to happen, then yeah, sad face. Big. Also, time. like, can we not like? I'm all for for Warhammer Pride. Yeah. I'm all for, you go, yeah, 100%, hold it up high, hold the W's, hold on, let me just do it, hold those W's up, yeah, Warhammer Pride, yeah, um, yeah, let's go, but the, uh, like, sometimes you want to go to a coffee shop, or, you know, you're in a pub, yeah, everyone's like, what are you doing, you're like, I've just got to reply to some people, really, you're just reading the fucking story for Kragnos on your phone, and you're not talking to anyone at all. Yeah, Dudley Life, thank you very much for resubscribing for the Honest Wargamer Plus. Um, appreciate you. Uh, like, you know, like, but now I've got to go to the coffee shop with the whole book, like, flipping it open, like this, Stormcast. And also, like, I might want to read the Stormcast story, but it's embarrassing if other fucking people see me reading the Stormcast book. I don't mind if they see me reading, like, a Chad book, like the Gits or the Ogres. They become over, like, you're playing Ogres. Do you want to fuck later? Be like, yeah, man. Like, let's do that, old woman. Whatever. You just put right? the Gits book in front and then the Stormcast book behind it. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you put this, the Ogre cover on the Stormcast book. <laughs> <laughs> right so i just that's what i'm trying to say like they're forcing me they're outing me publicly by making only digital books and james i know you're a stormcast bro but i don't want to be known as someone who's read it does that make sense yeah i i just i think like i know it's been touched on but i think like the concept is in my head right if they make the app and it's 50 quid a year and you play all their game systems and you get loads of good stuff and there's good netflixy like content then it's not a horrific amount of money the issue is when was the last time games workshop ran and updated an app well okay the last time games workshop made a good app was when they made the age of sigmar app but even then it's never updated never on time it's it's updated most of the time oh what the Citadel Paints app. Oh, yeah. 
I forgot that was a thing, Adam. You're the only person still using it. <laughs> right. Uh, so, I can go into Games Workshop and be like, "Do I have?" However, I do think so. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a a non promo promo. Yeah. Um, because I have to say that I've never used the 40k app, right? But I have used and paid for Battlescribe, and it's brilliant. And it is, I don't know, I don't know whether he'll ever listen. I don't know who he is or what his name is, but I did pay for it because he's as did amazing. I. And By the way, do you not did you not watch the App of the Year show the the, the App of the Year awards? No. 2020 App of the Year Awards. Battlescribe won it by a clear mile. Oh. Well, I, and I think, like, it's, and I'll say it to everyone, it is probably one of the clunkiest apps to set up. But, like, once you're in and you understand how it works, I honestly think it's incredible. Like, it does everything you need it to. It gives you every rule. And and so my only, the only positive I think we could flip yeah. on this is if Games Workshop make an absolute farce of Warhammer Plus, because people are still going to pay no, for you're, it. So you're, like, missing, you're missing, no you're missing, you're missing the key works. point. You're missing the key point. Adam, I'll come to you in a second. You're missing the key point. I don't give a fuck that for £5, I get some cartoons and I get the 40k app and I get the Age of Sigmar app and I get some fucking donkey model at the end of the year. Looks great, by the way. Like, I'm excited about all that. Like, but that doesn't bother me. What's great is you're brand new. You don't know if you want to spend £5 a month on an app yet. You don't know what you want to do. But you're reading through the War Scrolls on this fucking free app. And you're looking at this stuff and you're like, yeah, this this fucking... like you Because you, new people don't know what the fuck anything is. Like, they read something they're like, oh my god, if this guy stands still, it goes from D3 to D6 shots. How good are... Like, how fucking good are Iron Blasters and Iron Blasters? Whatever. But, but I don't... Like, they're like... I don't think yeah. new people are at the moment Games Workshop's target audience. That's the only target audience they have. Everyone else knows more than them. Yeah, but I don't think they're their new their target. Like, if you look back, so for me, if I look back at the last two box set releases, and I don't know the 40k ones, but I know the Age of Sigma mm-hmm. ones, what I got was like half an army Stormcast, half an army Corn, half an army Stormcast, half an army Nighthorn. And none of the units were the right size because it didn't matter because you were buying it. And I brought it with Adam. He had one half. I had one half. And we just played some games. It had some rules. It had some bits. We had some dice and we just played. And I think like the last 40K box set and this box set are what what were they called? Like limited release, whatever. And it's not a starter set. It's not about getting new people in. It's about current hobbyists buying like the push fit models easier but if you're a new person like dominion's a a a bad example because they made loads for the first time in 10 years but like that 40k one sold out everywhere like it wasn't about getting new people into the hobby it was about just getting hobbyists to buy more toys and i think maybe that's it was a hundred percent about getting new people to buy new people in they released a brand like they if it was just for people who already want new toys they wouldn't make a multi well however much it costs a tens of thousands of pounds graphic that they want to go viral to get new people it was all geared towards new people it always is that's their entire like like marketing thing but it doesn't matter that's not the point right we're we're off piste the point is the app is going and it's sad like i think is the point and like and it's but it could be amazing uh, but it could be amazing according to adam it could be amazing it could be that's true it does have the potential to be amazing 
It has a potential to be fucking yeah. great, but it could also be shit. So, like, you know, what would we? Shit. What would we not want to lose? Not to labour the point too much. What would we not want to lose? War scrolls. Huh? All the war scrolls yeah. for free, not behind a paywall. Yeah, but it is behind a paywall because the app is only accessible for five pounds a month. Yeah, so it's already so not free. Do, do we know? And I know this is a very janky secondary option. Mm. Do we know if? You'll still get every War Scroll for free on the website under the model. Uh, maybe, but like that's still like it's just so good when it's, it's too just many so clips. good when like you and me are playing a game and you're I'm like I've got some flamers and then I'm like you're like oh what the flamers do don't worry I'll just look it up on the app. I mean I could tell you, but you also could be yeah. looking up. Or if you're about to play someone in a game later, you could just start looking up the War Scrolls and kind of look at it. Anyway, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I think in my head, the only the only thing is, and I know I brought a battle scribe and loads of people cried about it, but I still think it's great, is that maybe if they do an absolute wank job, then what we'll find is the community will make its own app, very much like Warrapedia, that's just better. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I, they're not going to do though. So it's going to... No. I don't know how like, you do it. But I'll do yeah. it. They couldn't do it. They couldn't I'll do have it. Lots of user They couldn't faces. do it for their largest game. Right now, they have a dumpster fire of an app for their largest game, like, uh, and it's going to be body. But as long as they don't touch War Scroll Builder, that's where we draw the fucking line. That's where we draw the line in the sand. Nathan, thoughts? Uh, yeah. I mean, War Scroll Builder's great as well. Uh, you know, on in the article that they. Mm-hmm gave us about this new app they said that this one is you're gonna have uh it's gonna be available later this year <laughs> and it's gonna be a a beta version yep. oh beta did version. it actually already yeah, it say did. that That's it did terrible. say that oh i'm so i'm not this <laughs> <laughs> sounds bad so so uh so it's gonna be a a beta version uh, later this year, sometime before the first battle tomes for the new edition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so it should be fairly soon later this year, because it's going to be before any battle tomes. And you would thunk, think, thunk, you'd think that we'd be getting battle tomes fairly quick, especially with the new Stormcast and the Cruel Boys. And so, stuff. there's a Warhammer preview on Saturday, which we pretty much assume is going to be yeah. the announcement of at least the first two battle tones it might be just the stormcast one but it might be both of the first yeah. two battle tones which we assume on saturday so with that announcement and that date there might be a uh, announcement on the app the problem is though nathan about that article not to be like um uh, spoil sport is that last year they did also announce the 40k app um was going to come out and then they pushed the date on it and then they released it and it didn't work and then they pushed the release again and then it took about a month before it was even... And then they offered it you for a month for free. And then it turned out it was going into beta after it had been out for two months. So at least we're... And then they halved the Yeah, price. then they... So yeah. so when when they say it's going into yeah. beta, what exactly does that it mean? It means uh, they've done a shit job and they don't want you to be mean to them because it's a shit job. Sorry, if anyone, no, so if, it's not the fin- if anyone wants a different take. It's not the finished article. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. the finished article. It's like when yeah. you say no offence to yeah, yeah. someone. It's like no offence. <laughs> no offence, Nathan. But yeah, no offence, but you, no offense, but you look like no shit. Offense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, okay, so, so <laughs> that's so perfect. That's up. exactly the right description. Like it's like <laughs> what's beta? It's like saying no offense before you give someone a product. Like it's like <laughs> it's like half cooking a meal and then just giving no offense. This is your food. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nate. Carry on. So, so they've also said the beta will be free to yep. use. Uh, so that means when it's when they are prepared to offend yep. you. It won't be free to Correct. use then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I really Fair hope enough. it's shit though, because then we'll get it free for a couple of months. Yeah. Good. yeah. Oh, so, maybe uh, six. I'm I'm going with like six because yeah, that forty k one. Claiming that it's shit, we'll get it for free for longer. Like when we send in FAQ questions that get. Yeah, 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 yeah. They always listen to us. Yeah, exactly. So, That's yeah. true. It's true. So it's a bit interesting, but I can end the show on some positive news if you guys would like. At the. Are you going to tell me about all out attack? Uh, Listen, I don't know if you've heard about Unleash Hell, but let me tell you how it's going to improve your army and your game. Um, there is coming, I've announced it on the show the other day, but you guys might not have watched it. There is an app coming from the Honest Wargamer. In fact, it's called Honest Wargamer Plus. We have a. I've not seen it yet, but it sounds shit, and it's an absolute tragedy. <laughs> right? You're getting rid of something that I really like already, okay? I've not seen it, but fuck you all, alright? <laughs> Uh, is it called no, Honest Wargamer Plus No Offense? <laughs> it might be now. That's a long name for an app. That's a long. Uh, that's a long name for an app. Uh, but uh, it, I, I don't want to announce who's doing it. Um, but if he wants me to shout him out, I will. But we're we're kind of keeping it under wraps at the moment. Um, but Honest Wargamer Plus, uh, it could have many a name. We're not sure if that's what it's going to actually be. Uh, the final name of it. Um, uh, suggestions are that it might have a Nathan Prescott soundboard on it as part of the app, um, which I think would be worthwhile. Uh, there's also a uh, James Powell soundboard part of it as well, but it just starts with, I'll tell you what's interesting. That's how it starts, and then that's all you hear. Like, that's the first bit. That's uh... <laughs> uh, And it might go into beta first. Uh, we need a Nathan soundboard. Uh, and put dope... I don't imagine it will cost any money. I'm not sure. I don't know yet. So, but anyway, there's some positive news, right? The mystery... Of what the Honest Wargamer Plus app is be. Start, let it start now. Nathan, what do you think it might be? Oh, I think it'll say no offence, but we'll probably be do as much offence <laughs> as we can manage. Yes, that's true. Uh, James, got any thoughts on what it might be? Uh, a high-quality product that needs no testing and is just released straight into the world. Wow. Or who knows? Uh, Adam, thoughts? Something that takes space up on my phone. Okay, good. Yeah, you're going to compete with that paint <laughs> that for space on your phone. It's fucking great. <laughs> you know, it's got like basing tutorials and everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what it is. Anyway, I'm very excited about uh, it's, go it's going in for no offense first, <laughs> straight away. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's. It might be a Warhammer dating app. Not saying it's not. Not saying it is, but could be. Um, but anyway, listen, thank you to you three. Local gamers near you. Thank you to you three for being on the show today. It's been lovely. Thank you for having us. Uh, thankful for having me anyway. Don't know about them too, if they're thankful or not. Always, always thankful. Good. There you go. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, have you guys got any <laughs> shout outs you'd like to make before we head out today? Um, I'm going to shout out all the infestation insects that live in Adam's bedroom <laughs> for 
not getting enough screen time. It's true. There's fucking loads of them. Man. I've got to clear all this shit out later. Uh, good. Good. Oh. Uh, Adam, you got any shout outs you want to make? Uh, I should probably shout out my girlfriend. We've been set together six oh, years. Oh, congratulations! So, wow. Are you on here? Yeah, oh. I fucked her oh. off. Six years was a good run, Adam. She texted me and she was like, run. "She was like, can I have some chocolate?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll get you some chocolate." So it's fine. All right, perfect. There you, there go. you go. You've done it. You've... Has she been yeah. watching the whole time as well? That's great. Uh, probably not. She doesn't like me that much. <laughs> uh, and thank you to Nathan. You got any shout outs from you? You've been going can we shout out your girlfriend? What's her name? Yeah. Shout out to Beth. There you go. Oh. There you go. The Drader channel. No offense. <laughs> oh yeah, no offense. <laughs> but why the fuck did you pick him? I know, right? Uh, Nathan, cool. you got any shout-outs? Uh, no, I can't think of anything at the moment. Okay, perfect. No. All right. Well, listen. Thanks everyone listening to the podcast. Thanks for everyone on Patreon. Thanks for everyone who's YouTube thug, and of course, thanks for everyone who's joined us live. All of you in the chat, you've all been wonderful. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. And no offense, but you're all a bunch of dicks. Thanks for listening to the Honest Wargamer.